So, uh... R.J. Valentine's teammate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just riding the coattails. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Apparently in trouble with his sure. wife because this went so long. I'm not in trouble. And, uh... The guy who single-handedly put Chip Ganassi Racing out of business. Ooh, boom. Justin Marks, if uh, you could describe this dinner you just had with us for the second time, what would it be? Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. No one. No. I, 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 I was just going to say. I'm getting texts about tomorrow's lunch. No, Someone, no one's calling me. I was Did you get a call? I didn't get a call. I was saying no. the whole thing of the Chip Ganassi thing, at the end of that, what lesson? I said sometimes you got to just pick up the phone. Mom. That's what it is? My mom said hi. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. I thought it was going to be good, but. Well, so did I. Transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to this edition of Dinner with Racers. Hey! I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And we are currently driving back to Atlanta after a 25,000-mile adventure? Journey? Disaster? It was definitely a length of time. It was, indeed. And during that trip, we were able to swing through Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Where neither of us had hung out before. We had not. And we decided to take a very special trip there because we hadn't sat down with Justin Marks in quite some time. And if anybody that's been on this show's life has changed, it's Justin Marks. So this is, in fact, history, Ryan. Yep. First ever repeat guest. That's right. That's we, right. We did have guests on Zoom last year. Yep. But Justin Marks is the first ever repeated in-person guest that we've ever had in seven years of this show. We're going to call him Mr. Two-Time. Mr. Two-Time. Yeah. And like Ryan said, that is because Justin has had considerable changes since sitting down with him in 2016. You know, Justin came on our show and had some of the best ideas for the NASCAR series and backed it up by becoming an entrant and really, you know, investing in the sport. And weirdly, a lot of his ideas are now what is unfolding in front of us going into the next generation of NASCAR. So it's been pretty cool to see that happen as well as him starting a cup team. And Wait, then, what? Uh, yeah, you didn't know? He started a cup team. Cup team. Because 2016, he was talking about just stopping right. as a driver. Right, and now he owns a cup team. And, and also he bought another cup team. Oh, he bought another cup yeah, team. Yeah, and it's just this little team called Chip Ganassi Racing. Oh, Chip Ganassi so, Racing. So just those few things like going the, on. The, like the big IndyCar team that's also won the Daytona 500 yes, that, and Brickyard 400. Right, that, that one. team. Yeah, so he just, he's bought. So that's now Justin. That's just Justin's. Oh. Right. Huh. Right. Yeah, he's had a few changes. Yeah, so things have been going on for him, and we wanted to catch back up. Now, like we said, Justin has been on the show before, so bio stuff or more background on Justin, you can go back to episode number 46, and you can hear all about what led him to here. But this episode is more focused on just the last few years, including... Buying Chip Ganassi. Further proof of how nothing is done until it's done in racing. Buying Chip Ganassi. Uh, The truth versus the internet. Buying Chip Ganassi. Lying constantly to your wife. And Pipple. And Pipple. If you've never been to Nashville, it is a, uh, well, it's a party town, apparently, if you're in a key area of downtown, which is exactly where we were. And even for a Friday, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. We ate right in the middle of it in a very private, exclusive room of a restaurant called The Diner. I had the shrimp and grits 
for the second time in this trip and they were like awesome i had the chicken sandwich because it's a good bit. I felt like you had chicken nope. parm. I had a chicken sandwich because it had noodles and bit. sauce on it. I had a chicken sandwich because it's a good bit. Okay. okay. And we ate in the most exclusive of exclusive rooms. Yeah. With a NASCAR team owner. We did. We got hats. All of this was made possible because a car got us there. My lovely, lovely Acura MDX. And uh, it was there reliably because it had. Uh, well, we did. We did have oil. In we the car. topped it off with Completely oil. Completely filled to the brim. We put it in the oil reservoir we put it in the windshield wiper reservoir immediately regretted that and we filled up the gas tank with it too so we didn't mention the oil by the way we didn't mention the <laughs> valvoline that we yeah. filled the whole car up with yeah yeah, yeah. yeah cool yeah, it's a good part. it's a good bit we it's got a great it bit. we got there in the end yeah no i love uh preaching sponsors with responsibility right so meanwhile continental tire they're our sponsor cross contact this is continental tire bit. and thanks to helio castroneves for coming on board for this uh well, this fun trip over to Nashville. Will you be quiet? There was Guns N' Roses, man, in the radio. Come on. And with that, Justin Marks. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Yeah. Is there actually somebody on the phone? No. Oof. Yeah. Is that? Man, cutting into 15 minutes of our time here. I was really excited about sending both of you that commercial of Kid Rock and no one really what? Did you get it? Oh, it actually, race? Well, we got we, it. We were driving. You watched it. Yeah. And, and I, was, I totally forgot about it. I wasn't it sure what, what, yeah. what were we supposed to be doing. Like, it was cool that he's part of it, but, like, are you? I yeah, didn't it's, understand. It's a commercial that's running on the national TV. It's like, come see Kid Rock at the race. Cheer on Justin Marsh, NASCAR Cheer. Oh. So, so that's on me for, a, for not responding because, well, you said it while we were driving. Was, like, some, that was, like, on the way to the hotel last night, right? Yeah, it was late yeah. last night. So we had just so. left uh, Deb Williams. Oh, we were on a conference call. Because we that's didn't have right. it with the set. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're the, we're the assholes. Put yeah. that on. Put no, no, that no, that, on. that's on us. You yeah, get a pass on, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to apologize for We got your commercial, but we were on a conference call, so we watched it with the sound down. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, probably didn't. So and it didn't track. Sense. And yeah. I was driving. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw yeah. it. I was like, oh, cool, Kid Rock. I didn't hear the well, Justin Marks piece in the commercial, so it's just so ridiculous. I thought you guys would kick out. Well, now I'm in a line. It's awesome. Yeah, we to, well, so we're assholes, and I'm very sorry. No. That is very cool. Well, so I'm racing the the super late model All American 400 at yeah. the fairgrounds next week, as you and he's sponsoring me, and, and so they're running okay, a commercial. Yeah, cause yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll watch it. We'll watch it. We'll again. watch it again. Yeah. I apologize. Like we were yeah. we were coming off of a dinner that last night that had a lot of stuff in it. Are you trying to open that? They're trying to close oh, it, okay. and move it. It's a whole thing. We, I, we went from being we went from me being nervous about there being too much noise to yes, this, this room like being so quiet. We don't even quiet. need the head. We don't even need the headset. Correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, we walked by the uh, yeah. Kid Rock restaurant. Probably wouldn't have worked. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. No, okay. that would have been right. terrible. Well, they were going to put us yeah. on the roof, and they right. were going to put us all the way like around the corner at the back. It and still fit. Yeah. Been way I was yeah. and like yeah. live music is especially bad. Yeah. So no. So I appreciate you reaching out. Like, yeah, this may not be. But then we were like, we were going to bust his balls because we were standing next to it walking here and we're like this would have been horrible yeah yeah <laughs> well i i, I wanted I, I wanted to do something sort of nashville centric like yeah, i wanted yeah, to do yeah, something that was yeah. kind of cool because yeah. you guys are here now is that yeah. because you want to advertise nashville or do you want to show how cool you are um 80 20 <laughs> <laughs> 80 20 nashville yeah. all right so uh but also because i feel like the venue is important 
Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, no, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool it, to have a kind of a cool. Well, but this is also cool, right? Yeah, you no, know, we're yeah, in yeah. this badass room. Just wait till like, Continental gets the bill for this room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, it's still Paul so, Tracy's got the yeah, record. Like so. we, we were trying to figure out because they're they're. This is uh, a private room. This is a private room. There yeah, is yeah. there is no like there is no publicly accessible anything here. No. In fact, they came through the kitchen. They specifically had to unlock some of these doors for us to be able to get in and out of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, we came through the kitchen. Who owns this place and what is like there are specific photos laid around. Yeah. So, um, so the, the Nat, so we're at the Nashville Diner. So the, yeah. the diner here is owned by um, a gentleman named Steve Smith, who owns uh, four honky tonks on Lower Broadway. He owns Tootsie's. Uh, he co-owns Kid Rock's, uh, obviously with Kid Rock, and then he's got uh, Rippy's Honky Tonk Central, and um, and then he's got the old Hickory Country Club. And I mean, he's and an entrepreneur in the area, sort of a nightlife entre- entrepreneur but in like the area. Nightlife, live music, yeah, kind of places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Steve's a supporter of our race team and, and loves racing, and and yeah. you know sponsored us here at the at the NASCAR race in Nashville, and. Um, uh, so this is like one of his rooms. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Is he so one is of these guys? No, he's the not. Hat? He's not. Okay. No, he's not. Oh, that's <laughs> his. So that. Well, so there's Bob. So then on the under. So that's like Governor Bill Lee with with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the president. With the, yeah. And, yeah, but Steve's not. Um, <laughs> generic president. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's, and it's kind of cool. I, like those, the, I don't know who the rest of these people are. Yeah. Right. Okay, but yeah. he's not. So like, There's Steve right there. That's him. Okay. Nash, the, In the Power 100? The Power 100 uh, Nashville Business sure. Journal, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, so he Red bought, Adidas hat is not him. No. Okay. That's his partner. I see. Um, okay. One of his partners uh, who's since passed. Um, Tootsie's. So Steve bought Tootsie's. In 1994, and you bring that up because there's a photo of Willie Nelson in front of like the Tootsie logo, right? And that's like his booth, yeah, having a beer with his guitar. So Tootsie's, you know, iconic honky tonk on Broadway, yeah, and um, bought it in the early 90s for like ten thousand dollars when you know (laughs) Lower Broadway was not. It's not like a place you wanted to go, right, right, right. And then over the subsequent decades, it really became the entertainment and attraction for the city as as the city of Nashville gained relevancy and everything. And you know, now I've. Dude, I won't, like, I won't say them on this podcast, but the numbers that guy does at, at Tootsie's right now is it'll blow your mind. Really, no, I yeah. mean, it's, it's awesome. Pretty, it's the American dream. Down here. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's this American diner dream. alone has like seven layers yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nashville and is, you know, I only have sixteen months of context, but yeah. this town is, oh yeah, unbelievable. I, I mean, it's really unbelievable. I've never stopped here ever. Really, we've driven through here on our trip a million times. Yeah, I think yeah. the Power Tour came through here a couple times on yeah. Hot Rod. I've never set foot in the city until today. And about 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's yeah. like, we're in the very specific, like, downtown radius of all the yeah. live music. And even on a lunchtime crowd, what we walked through was, it was pretty I, happy. I yeah. came down here and had lunch on Monday. So, Monday night football was here. Yeah. This week, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills came in town. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills came in town away. to play yeah. the Titans. Which, right across so the river. It, so, I came down here and it was, I had lunch with some 1130 in the morning on a Monday. And it might have, it, it, it might as well have been midnight on Friday. Yeah. Right. On Broadway. Right. Un- Believable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the place doesn't stop. It's yeah, incredible. It's pretty awesome. But you know, yeah. Nashville's not just Broadway too. I mean, the thing well, is, is that this city is this market is really developing as a yeah. destination for tech companies, you know, for jobs. Mm-hmm. For Tennessee's a very business friendly state. There's a lot of g- sort of gentrification and mm-hmm. development of mm-hmm. surrounding communities. You know, I live down in Brentwood and Franklin, where you know it's 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 like some of the best schools in the country, sure, you know, in the sure. country, and and uh, so it's it's a it's a great place to be. Like what we're doing right now, it's a great place. To build a brand and, yeah. to, and to really build something, because you're at the you're at an inter, <laughs> you're at an intersection point. Why are you laughing? Just the phrase "build a brand." I can build. I'm like, yeah. And where can we find more information? Is there a website? <laughs> There's. It's not a very good one right now. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that Nashville yeah. is Nashville yeah. truly is an intersection point between business and entertainment and you know music and it's culture and sports yeah, sure. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. give a lot of you know, sponsor pitches. 
Huh? You can you give a lot. Of I'm telling you, I'm like, really, I'm, I am really we're looking. We're gonna weed it out of you. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm we'll really. I was saying, I was really looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to spending the next hour and a half walking back half of what I said the last time we <laughs> sat here and talked because <laughs> because I went back and listened to it for the first time. Nice. You know, nice. a couple of days ago because yeah, I knew yeah. we were gonna Ooh. do this, and I yeah, and I was like, wow, a lot's changed well, in five years. Oh, yeah, What's really the good. most embarrassing thing you said? Well, none of it's been embarrassing because I was I was convicted at the time about and, and I yeah. still believe in everything that that I said. Yeah. But but I mean, yeah. what's really nice is that at the time, I aired my frustrations with with the, the NASCAR business model mm-hmm. and um, and also I also made awesome. a prediction Thank in you. that podcast that it's almost made almost completely come true. Yeah, yeah by the knew. way, there's a lot of things and, you said that were um, accurate. Yeah, yeah, but you know, some very significant things have happened in NASCAR since then. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that. Um, now we're now the business, the industry is in a place where it's addressing some of the specific concerns Sorry, that I had yeah, back in 2016, sure. which is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And Absolutely. we're having the conversation that we're about to have. So, yeah. Um, yeah. well, then let's jump right in. So, anyway, so. well, first, yeah, yeah, cheers. cheers. Great to, to see you guys. Yeah. This first repeat appearance, yeah, you are. I was actually so that's, that's, that's how yeah. I was gonna jump right into it. Yeah. Is yeah. it you suck like it, dad? We, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we did some Zoom calls. That's right. <laughs> uh, we did some Zoom calls with some folks last year that had been on prior. They don't count. But but yeah, that was yeah. a you know kind of special circumstances. You yeah, are the first person we drove out to that has been on with us prior. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, we've discussed it for a couple of years now of doing like uh, what's gonna uh, what's it gonna uh, take around two. Yeah, and uh, you're the guy. Like if there was somebody who sort of merited the a lot has changed since we yeah. first yeah. met with you. Yeah, yeah a lot we try changed. to keep these evergreen. But yeah, from 2016 to. 2021 there's a lot that's changed in the world of justin marks um at the time admittedly i don't remember exactly what made the final version sure. but at the time you were talking a lot about your big motorsport team ownership endeavor was maybe looking at a trans mta1 car which is being built right now okay so you way. followed through well you have a trans am car now no i don't have that one anymore uh, okay no, you remember, had a trans remember the way that i described yeah we were going to build like a, like a like a frankenstein yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's are, it, are you it, doing it is it is it riley yeah no wonder he's smiling so much. Bill's not worried about next yeah, year's sure. deals at all. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, yeah. by the time this airs, we'll be testing the things. So. Yeah, right, okay. right. Very I am available. Um, so, because I just, I, I will say the same thing I did five years ago. <laughs> I still think that that is like the coolest race car ever. Right. And yeah, we just right. made it more awesomer. Yeah, <laughs> more <laughs> awesomer. <laughs> but I mean, so, you. But yeah. yeah. And you had the World of Outlaws program. Yeah. You know, with Larson, mm-hmm. and you sold that to Larson. Mm-hmm. And so, since then. Not only did a lot of the ideas that you had in terms of what the car should be and how it should be, you've also purchased a cup program and started a cup program. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, so 2016, when you were sitting down with us, was owning a cup team somewhere in there that you weren't ready to talk about? No. No. No, I mean, because I went back and listened to it, and, and you very specifically asked me, do you have a desire to own a cup team to go cup racing? Yeah, and yeah. I said, no, I don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started talking about how the business model uh, as it existed in the moment yeah. was tailored to Roger Penske's of the world and the Gene yeah. Haas's of the world yeah. and, and yeah. you know, guys that could sort of drop endless resources. And so it didn't make good business sense to do that. Yeah, yeah. But then I started talking about, because you challenged me, Sean, saying that, you know, it's like people talk about things need to get better, things, you know, they should do that, but no one actually is, is, is laying out solutions for right. that. And mm-hmm. I laid out solutions for that. I yeah. said, I said, you know, big, bad word, spec racing. I don't, we don't want to go spec mm. racing, but mm-hmm. right. It is a problem that the comp- that these teams have become manufacturing companies and that you yeah, know they're, they're developing yeah. IP yeah. that's yeah. costing them tens of millions of dollars a year and that's yeah. the currency of competition right yeah. and it's the trajectory you know was headed that way and you know if we could all sort of have a common product in some form where 
success or failure on Sundays was much more in the hands of the people and the process and culture and workflow yeah. management and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I talked about a common car and I talked about a common engine. Yeah. And I said, what yeah. if we all got, what if we all just grabbed our engines from one warehouse, threw a wrap on it, went and raced, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I said in that context, that's where I would see the barriers of entry breaking down where, you know, entering the cup series at that level would make a lot more business yeah, sense for yeah, somebody like me, right? Swallow. I'm 40 yeah. years old and, you know, I got a little bit uh, enough money to get started, but mm -hmm. not, you know, go head toe to toe with Roger Penske yeah, on a yeah, development right, program or, you know, some, yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that. Um, but, um, you know, 2018 happened. NASCAR got new leadership. Jim France came in and, and sent a directive through the company that said we're on an unsustainable trajectory. Mm -hmm. And I was started hearing little things in the industry that it was going this way. I heard about a common car. I heard about third-party vendors producing everything, and yeah. my antenna went up. And I flew to Daytona Beach, and I sat with Mr. France in his office for two hours, and I said, I, I will come into this sport in a big way if you, can look, you know, if you can look me in the eyes with some conviction and say, you know, tell me that this is how things are going to go. Right. And, and I left that meeting going, that's a NASCAR I didn't think was ever going to happen. Yeah. Now, you know, there's, that's a very, this is a very complicated thing to sure. to to break apart because, and, and I don't know how deep you want to get in the minutia of it, we but you know, the, the thing is, is it still, money is still going to make a difference. Mm, always. But they announced the next gen car. They put the, the, the model out there and I dove in and Denny Hamlin dove in and, and there's a lot of other people looking right now. And, and, um, you know, this is sort of the, this is sort of the model that I think this company needed to do to, to start building some long-term sustainability. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I said, so I pushed my chips all in. I mean, and I just started thinking about the fact that, you know, I, these NASCAR, I was, I've always been a NASCAR guy, even when I was road racing all those years and never like, you know, drove a stock car before mm -hmm. or anything like that. When I was at PTG with BMW and I was, you know, I was with, you know, racers group and, you know, G and W and these guys, I, I was just watching the races on Sundays. Like NASCAR is always really what I wanted to yeah. do from a driving standpoint and from, from, a, from a business standpoint. So they introduced this new car and they said, w you know, you are the archetype for the future of this business mm -hmm. and our ownership is aging out and somebody has got to come in. And, and I said, okay, let's do it. Let's go for it. I, I have, I mean, look, it's been, it's been five years. It's been five years since we did this first interview, but I've, I have grown 10 <laughs> really right. in, in, in every, you know, how hard, just in everything I've learned and how hard I've worked and, and everything that we've done. So, um, did you guys see the? By the way, did you guys see the any of the footage from Coda practice a couple hours ago? Which which part? The front straightaway. The, I just it, mentioned it, it to Sean. It looked like Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's there now. Yeah, it's packed. It's incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable what I that series is doing right now. I literally just showed Sean that because I was like, wow, I just saw a thing today where people were saying that practice in NASCAR and practice and it just shouldn't be practice. It should just be the race because that's when all the people yeah. show up. And I'm yeah. like, hey, Sean, look what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of conversation right now within the NASCAR industry, looking at what Formula One is doing and looking at Drive to Survive <laughs> and all this go. kind there of stuff. It but, but the, well, there the, it is. I know. Yeah. The, the, the problem is is that um, there are so many there are so many things that give Formula One, that put Formula One in such a unique position that you just can't look at it and go like, let's do what they do and then and then expect success. I mean, Formula One's got, for, it's just a different, it's a totally different product. And and I think that it's, it's you know, we'll get, we can get, I mean, <laughs> we can get into this. Like, like, we got a lot of opinions we can share on yeah. that shit, but We're all entertainment businesses. And, you know, we're, we're living in, a, in an era right now where the sport, what happens on the field or track, so to speak, can't carry the property anymore alone. You know, unless you're the NFL, you know, you're, some, you're some, something where it's just, it kind of just works. Motorsport isn't on that but, trajectory, right? Well, that's right. So, so then it's about how in a, in a very diverse, um, you know, environment and community when it's not only sports 
different sports leagues grabbing our attention, but TikTok and social media and streaming and over the top and all this kind of stuff. How do you create something that's compelling people want to watch? Well, we have to be storytellers. We have to be storytellers and we have to, we have to, because the thing is, is that there, there are very compelling and inspirational and, you know, stories embedded in, in all of these entertainment properties. And I think that the, the those, those, those sports that are going to succeed in such a noisy and competitive environment are the ones that do a great job of telling stories. And Formula One is doing a good job of telling stories right now. I mean, it's not just drive to survive. I mean, it's, 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 you know, allowing the drivers to show their personalities, you know, more openly than they ever have before. And, and, you know, it's like, look at Daniel Ricardo, right? I mean, like how great is that guy for the sport? So, um, so I mean, and you know, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, Liberty Media, Liberty Media has been a big part of that. And, you know, it's also good when you've got when you go to when you have one race a year in a country of 370 million people sure, sure. instead of yeah. one every weekend yeah. so no but the storytelling thing is the yeah, fundamental the thing problem. but the yeah. you know i i will argue this to the death um which is everything you're saying is correct just like i would have said five years ago with you that's the what you just said is the obvious part it's the execution especially on what's good storytelling it's the hard part and the challenge i'm gonna we'll pull nascar out of this for a second sure. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example in indycar um, Mark Miles uh, came out with it with a quote a couple of weeks ago because IndyCar is looking into a drive to survive style show. That's the headline. Yeah, and then you read everybody. his yeah, and you read his quote. And his quote is, "Maybe it'll be a reality show. Maybe it'll be a documentary. Maybe it'll be scripted." So in other words, we know we need to be on Netflix. That's we, basically we what, just he, need what to he, get you know? what they're yeah. getting out of what they're doing. Right. So in other words, completely. <laughs> and I'm not on Mark Miles because that's not his specific job to figure out. That's why he has people. But there is ultimately drive to survive is good for one very specific reason, and obviously this is a little bit of projecting because of my background, it's good because very talented people make it, mm. and right. very talented people within the team are smart enough to allow the access yeah, that's right. and let these guys do their job. Yeah. Um, that can happen in NASCAR, that can happen in IndyCar. Maybe a reality show about, or a, a docu-series about certain drivers may not be particularly captivating, but if you have the right talented producers and the teams that are willing to align with them and support them the way they actually need, yeah. you can find the stories that are good in any okay. form of motorsport. Yep, IMSA could do this, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they're not lucky with Drive to Survive. This was a very good choice mm -hmm. of people and a very good choice of teams allowing somebody at Haas was smart enough to say, let Gunther be Gunther and let's not get in their way. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that takes a lot of bravery on the Haas side Absolutely. to do that. And then all of a sudden, bigger teams see that access and went, oh, this worked for them. Okay, we need to allow these same things. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with Drive to Survive is not enough Franz toast. That's it. Um, but um, <laughs> I agree. If I haven't um, agreed with anything you ever said, it's that. Uh, but um, that can be done in NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA. It doesn't matter. But you can't just say, go do it, and it's done. Right. It's got to be the talented people to do that. And those people can exist. How easy is it? It, it not. <laughs> and so you, there's got to be a little bit of luck combined with very good decision-making and telling those stories because what works for F1 won't work for NASCAR no. or IndyCar, yeah. but you need talented people and talent. It. No, no uh, well, but you yeah. need, yeah. but just saying, we, it, let's find stories go. It's yeah. not enough in terms of like, it starts with a very talented producer and a producer that is trusted to then yeah. give him the access that he's asking for. And the access is a very big problem in our form of racing. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, and I think you also have to you also have to understand what you have to understand what story you're trying to tell too. Right, I mean, but that's where the talent of the people looking at it. Yeah, in, so. you know, you have to really take a look at the product and what you've got. And you say, well, yeah. what do we have that's unique? What what do we have that's different? And what do we want to what do we want to amplify? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a part of this because there's a lot of these stories in in my world. You know, in the NASCAR industry that are just not there's no light shown on them at all, and and 
but it's complicated because you know th- this is why I think Drive to Survive is is relatively revolutionary because it's doing it's doing what it's it's doing what NASCAR what would have been perceived as being very difficult to NASCAR for a number of years because everyone's so protective of, That's the uh, of all this problem. stuff, right? But they're doing it in a sport that, that for decades has been the most protective of everything. And I think they're showing everyone that it's like, hey, if we loosen up a little bit and like we're living in a world. And this is, I think this is a bit of a reaction to the fact that, you know, there is a lot of competition for content. I mean, there's, there is a lot of great storytelling out there on Netflix and on, you know, Hulu and, and, you know, online and everything. So, so it's not just about the broadcast anymore, but um, so that, I think it's, yeah, I, I I understand the fatigue around the drive to survive, you know, sort of Formula One. Um, it's not on our end. It's increase. not fatigue. It's that's not the solution in the sense of like drive to survive is not a template. It is an example. You know, no, right? That's what I'm saying. You can't yeah. just do the same thing. Yeah, right? yeah. So any so IMSA can't look at drive to survive and go, let's just do that. No. All right, we're going to go to Wayne Taylor Racing. We're going to go to Shank. We're going to go to well, they Turner, tried something like that a few years ago and it was terrible. Um, there was like this little Nat Geo special they did. And nobody knows how I'm the only, how I'm the only yeah. guy who's talking about it because none of you all remember this. Um, but there was like a little three-episode special. But it was exactly what anyone, I don't want to say without talent, but anyone who didn't recognize what it would take to tell a compelling story did. They spent one afternoon with Jordan, got some sound bites, got some B-roll. One afternoon with Andy, got some sound bites, yeah. got some B-roll. Completely not compelling because that is the format of let's just turn this out. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it can be done in any of these series, but that also comes down to like the failure of that show is a perfect example that came down to series management, um, not recognizing this as anything other than a check, bo- a check mark on a box that, no. okay, we got a show yeah. on cable. Um, and team PR people, you know, you can't expect these producers to go into every team knowing the story in advance. Team PR people just saying, cool, yeah, here's a phone number and not engaging enough to yeah. say, hey, here's what we think is really good or allowing access the way they do in F1. Yeah. So it's it's a huge beef of mine because I think it can be done, but it's really got to be the right people well i just i think that you have to you know we all live in a we all live kind of in a bubble with motorsports because it's it's just it's a small community and you know there's there's sort of this feedback loop that's that's kind of you know a lot of confirmation bias and you know and 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 it's difficult to see what we do in the context of what of what the the you know cultural hunger for content is and and you know our competition like indycar's competition is not nascar and imsa's competition is not you know IndyCar or like, you know, whatever. Collectively, our competition is the morning show. And, That's an interesting statement. Right? And, I like that. And, you know, the NFL. And, yeah, the same Major League and, Baseball and on Sunday of, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, the office reruns on Amazon or whatever it's not, right? Like, but that's the thing is like if you start if you start really looking at our sport in the context of like, hey, we're a small data point in a very, very competitive, diverse convoluted landscape of opportunities for entertainment how are we going to rise above that noise what are we going to do that's different well it's it's like if we sit there and just try to be you know more compelling on a sunday than indycar and that's as far as we're going to go or copy the drive to survive or the world of outlaws are having a moment and they go four wide on their start so let's do a four wide salute like like yeah right. no, 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 yeah, let's yeah, start let's start yeah, yeah let's yeah. and so i think that you know, I think that's important. I think that's really, really important, and it's gonna it's gonna be crucial to the long term viability. It's gonna be crucial to the television, to the media rights deals. You know, that are gonna come up and renew. Where they're gonna go? Look, I mean, look at the, where the eyeballs are right now. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know what they're gonna you know what they're gonna say, but is it you know is it soccer? Is it like, hey man, we need to we need to find a way to get some of this on over the top streaming and and you know so it's a you know I'm I I think that there's 
a really, really great story to be told in professional motorsports in America. I think it's an amazing thing, and there's a lot of great personalities, and it's compelling. It just is going to take the right group of people to to produce it and deploy it to the world in a way that captures people that have never watched racing before, right? I mean, like, Trackhouse is a brand play, right? So Trackhouse is the... the the DNA and the philosophy of Trackhouse is to look at all of motorsports, which is what we've just been talking about, looking at all of motorsports in America and the fact that there's some there's some real great storytelling to be told. There's It's very compelling. So create a brand that has penetration into all different kinds of motorsports and then transcends motorsports into entertainment and music and culture and all this kind of stuff and build a real sort of, you know, movement among people right because ultimately what that does is it just creates a platform that is the most valuable platform in all of motorsports for companies and partners to invest in whether it's oems yeah or or, you know sponsors or or whatever it is and you know i think that andretti autosport's done a decent job of of you know investing in obviously being involved in different kinds of motorsports as has penske and and you know chip ganassi racing till i showed up and then um (laughs) and then uh you know but but these guys have done a good job but no one's really built no one has really scaled like that in the in the in the context of building a brand that's bigger than any one person in the company, right? It was never going to be Justin Marks Racing, right? It's like is 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 something that's bigger than any one person that that is is a very thoughtful brand that's modular and you know we can do a lot with, right? So it's like as Trackhouse starts to gain some momentum in places other than NASCAR, and there's a lot of really interesting things happening right now, sort of behind the curtain, you know. There's there's some real brand equity that we can start deploying in music and you know events and entertainment and all that stuff. So that's that's the goal. That's the goal of I don't know what the question was, but that's 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 just kind of my my thought stream about you know what what we're trying to do is take advantage of a, of I think a moment in the world where where there's some really interesting and cool stuff happening in our industry and, and that that I think has some real consistencies where you know in other industries where people are paying attention to but no one's really bridging the gap no one's really building a brand yeah so that's the that's you know what we're trying to do so the word you used around the 2018 time is ideating mm-hmm. you know so you start getting wind of this new, what we're now calling the next-gen car, which, you know, we don't need to get into crazy specifics because we're not a technical show, but basically a car that is built to a certain spec that should theoretically allow people to purchase a car that has a very similar baseline to everybody else. Not theoretically, that's what they're doing. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it'll... Yeah, I'm sure that's how it'll play out. <laughs> yeah. Well, are yeah. you new? That, um, yeah. that is a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I choose my words. I'll say but conceptually. Conceptually. That's, that's why I'm philosophically. saying it, it is. Oh, yeah, it is, it is philosophically a, mm-hmm. the same baseline. Um, so now this is, as you keep saying, that barrier to entry is broken down quite a bit that somebody with your resources could get in. But that's just an idea. There's a million steps to start yep. a NASCAR team, yep. including the commitment to yourself your family yeah. the close people around you that you're going to do this mm-hmm. so what i don't know if you've talked about this one with anybody else but what is that mental process because i'm going to go on a limb and say i'm probably never starting a cup team mm. you can do anything you set your mind to Sean. Uh, yeah okay. right well podcast I, over i'm still trying to get, i'm trying to get us on tv again. media <laughs> m- media so. baron racing yeah mm. um, mbr i like it are we 
are we going to go it, this evening? Are we going to go through the creation of Trackhouse, the Ganassi acquisition, the charter stuff? All that uh, was uh, sort of our intention. If you, but yes, yeah, yeah. I, I want to. Yeah, that was I our want intention. To. Right. Um, <laughs> I have a I have a hard card to Pitbull's tour right now. By the way, you have a what? A hard card. Can Does we, it go to any tour? Can yeah. I borrow it? They have yeah. hard. They have hard cards for, the, for the year for the season. Yeah, yeah it is. That's what I have right now. Got a picture of him and Iggy Azalea on the front of it. It's awesome. At what point are you going to be like, this is too much Pitbull, music-wise? They play the same songs like almost every night, right? Yeah. Yeah. At what point you're like, ah, I like that one, but not um, this one. I honestly, I honestly, he, his, he puts on a pretty amazing show. That really guy, you don't, never you don't have to. You don't have to be into his music. There's Energetic so much energy. Dude. Yeah, there's yeah. so much energy and, and everything. Like, he's awesome. But, yeah. you know. At what point are they going to roll the 99 out on stage for you know like what's a funny? backdrop? You know what's funny? At the Roval weekend, the NASCAR weekend in Charlotte, he played Saturday night. So we brought yeah. a bunch oh, of folks sound. from yeah. Chevrolet and NASCAR and a bunch of our partners. Mm-hmm. We had like 50 people come to the race, yeah. and he gave us a shout-out on stage and did the whole kind of thing. And, and, and I was – before, like in the couple of days leading up, I was like, man – we need to figure out if there's like ramps or if you can, cause it's like, he needs to like Daniel needs to drive the yeah, race car absolutely. onto the stage and then yeah. he gets out and that's how he starts the show. And yeah. Right. It was kind of too late to try to, but, I, but I think that that might happen. It should happen. Yeah. yeah. It should happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's planning his 2022 tour and a part of his tour is going to be, uh, in NASCAR markets on NASCAR weekend. So we can Smart. activate with our yeah, partnerships yeah. and yeah. who had, who really had that idea? Take it. Well, I mean, to, you know, us, yeah, <laughs> the Royal <laughs> week, so, the Royal, and, right. Uh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, it, so 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 I think we're 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 gonna see if there's something if there's a play like yeah. that you know yeah. Yeah. let me know if you have more ideas but yeah. you know like he goes he goes up there and he goes everybody like he talks about freedom and he talks about Cuba and he talks about America and he talks about this stuff and and the first time we went to a show in Michigan on Michigan Race Weekend and we had a bunch of the Chevy people there and everyone's like he's like I came as a you know my parents were Cuban immigrants everyone like loses their mind <laughs> I believe in the American bring American dream everybody loses their mind he goes and I got this track house NASCAR team and everyone's like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that's cool. But then he goes, but then he goes, we have Daniel Suarez, the first Latin American to win a NASCAR race, and then they go crazy. Yeah, again. right, right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, we'll, we'll build it over time. Yeah, and we'll come back to that one. We'll yeah. come back to that one. Yeah. Yeah, Nike yeah, we, didn't happen overnight. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 we have a bunch of pitbull questions, but I think we should go back a couple steps. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So ideation to you know, FaceTime him right now. FaceTime pitbull while we're talking. Yes. Or just get him on speakerphone so we can catch the audio. Okay. Really? He yeah. won't? He should answer every Maybe. time. <laughs> He's a busy guy. Yeah. Ideation to reality. Who's the first person you mentioned that you're thinking about this idea to? Besides my wife? No, including your wife. My wife. Is she the first one? Yeah. How come? My wife listens to hours and hours of, of me just nonsense. talking she's about like, ideas. Yeah, no, I know, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's okay, like, we're going to start yeah. a couple. We have kids, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like a, the disposal is still clogged. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes by my wife first. Because okay. she's, she's the best, she's the greatest bullshit meter that I've ever met, right? Yeah. She's like, she goes, if it's, a, if it's truly a bad idea... She'll tell you. She'll tell me. And yeah. if it's a good idea, she'll tell me. So and she's smart. This? And she gets it. Yeah. When you were like, I'm having dinner with... Well, I had this idea. We were living in California. And I said it. She goes, we're moving back to North Carolina, aren't we? Oh. I, was like, okay. I was like, I think we're heading east. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is just too good. This is just too good. This is too much of an opportunity. This is it. That's what I've been working on. Wait, she, she's been working towards for 20 years. Now she's from Georgia. She's from Athens, Wine. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we know each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was she? Because she. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing she hears, and I respect this, was not you setting a cup thing. That's her going back to the Charlotte area. Yeah. Um, was uh, I'm assuming she wasn't a fan, or was she okay? No, no, no it wasn't. It wasn't a, a location thing. It was. It was her way of saying. 
Yeah, I can, back I can say it was yeah. her way of it was her way of reacting when she saw it in my eyes that like this you is wanted happening. to do this. Yeah, yeah. and where she goes, we're leaving, aren't we? One hundred percent supportive. What was her concerns? Um, it's her concerns were, um, like you like you realize how difficult this is going to be, right? Like you're you're embarking on a journey where when you your colleagues are going to be Roger Penske and Rick Hendrick and. Joe Gibbs and that's not and and there's a lot I mean I can the the list of of people that have come into the cup series thinking they're going to be the next great thing right. that are yeah. just memories in the wind right now is deep all three of us can have a yep. laundry yeah. list yep. of, yeah. especially right. people so, who came talking a big yeah. game and I'm yeah. going to do this yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. look I mean the thing is is I, I I said I'm not starting this process until I have some very frank conversations with the executive management in NASCAR and I'm going to talk very candidly to the point where if I offend them and they kick me out of the office it's a risk I'm willing to take because I realize that I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is that I've got a concept, an idea of, of something that could work for this business, right? Something that I want to do. And, and I want to see how that rever- reverberates off the walls in, that, in those meetings. And I, we met with Steve Phelps and we met with Jim France. And, we, and I say we because I called Ty Norris very early, who's a friend of mine who built Dale Earnhardt Incorporated and brought Toyota to the Cup Series with Michael Walter Bracing and had a great relationships and everything. I called him and, and he was basically the second person I called who at the time was here in Nashville doing uh, doing some marketing programs for Dirks Bentley and for some for some singers and I said I've got this idea and he goes well we need to go talk to NASCAR because 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 you know I've seen this play out a number of times for people and I like you and I know that you're not you know you you, you can't fail at this Justin um, so let's go talk to these people at NASCAR and and just see if this is something that they're really convicted about right their new yeah, vision yeah. they're new right, right? Yeah. this is all post Hamptons 2018 and Ty right? Norris you called Ty not the other way around. I called Ty right. I said I've got this idea right and, so, and he was just very distant about it he kind of was like yeah you know I could well, work whatever. That's, that's kind of where I was going with, with right talk is cheap everybody in this business yeah, talks about what they're going to yep, do yep. right and they're going to change the world I don't know Ty at all yeah. but yeah. Ty has been in the sport for a very long yeah. time we don't need to go over his resume here with big people with really really big names yep. he's also gotten himself in trouble yep. um yep. and uh um, he actually would be a great oh yeah, a we're great way on board with that yeah. <laughs> no he really would he we really decide. would i'm telling yeah. you okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just a suggestion uh, box entry uh, no our rule is once, once you do dale jr you can't yeah, do yeah. us yeah it's like <laughs> leno and letterman it's the same thing <laughs> same it's exactly yeah that. it's us and yeah junior uh, yeah, we yeah. are we are like the David Letterman of talk shows. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interview yeah. shows. Interview exactly. shows. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but th- I say this for two reasons because we all three of us have seen this in sports car where team manager types, which I would put Ty Norris in. Um, every now and then, this is not Ty, but every now and then, um, team manager types in sports car, for example, they'll see a wealthy guy with money and they'll see dollars in their eyes yeah, and right. they'll yeah. kind sure. of take advantage yeah, of the situation. For a while. Yeah. yeah, so all of a sudden they call, yeah. you know, so-and-so car dealer, mm-hmm. so-and-so whatever yeah. new guy getting in, mm-hmm. spend all of his money on mm-hmm. things that he didn't realize he didn't need. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. and the team's done a year later and, and a lot of times it came down to a team manager who was maybe loftier than what the team owner was really hoping for. Yeah, great point. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> um, I I uh, I call. There was nobody that I was going to call besides Ty, given given somewhat of a checkered past, right? You know, and mm-hmm. and, and you know he's 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 a polarizing figure in the sport, right? I mean, um, but he's done it, and and you know the last two people that came to him and said I want to do something big in the sport were Dale Earnhardt and Toyota, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, so he knows how to do it. And the thing is, I've known him for a while, and he, we have a mutual respect. He understands where I come from. He understands that, you know, he was not going to let me do something right. that was uh, – he wasn't going to do something for himself with Trackhouse. 
is what I'm saying, right? And now he's he's become a tremendous soldier for for our vision and, and everything, and, and he's been so. But you needed this kind of guy. Well, I needed to be, somebody. To I couldn't do this. I needed vouch. somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like I needed somebody. I needed a person where I went like, look, there's it, this is such a big venture. This is such a big enterprise, and it's so risky. If I'm going to embark on it, like I need to hear from the very top. I need to be in a room with from the very top, and I need to understand what their vision for the future of the company is, and their vision with this new car, and and how they're thinking about for NAS- the five and ten year plan for NASCAR. And, you know, within an hour, he said, next Tuesday, we're with Jim France for two right. hours in well, his office and, and in Daytona. That's what somebody like him brings that you, or he brings that, yeah. that you couldn't. So if we're using like mob analogies, mm-hmm. you're connected, but he's made. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So, yeah, exactly you know, right. so you yeah. needed that's the great guy. Analogy. Like yeah. you yeah. couldn't get in the room per yep. se, but yep. he could. I so. wasn't going to cold call the administrative assistant, right? Yeah. And get time. It's like, who, who are you? Yeah, right? Right, but, right, right. But, you know, Ty, who's been through the ringer with these guys. Remember, like, he was getting meetings in Trackhouse with people that were ready to give him the career death sentence after Richmond. Right. Right? So it's like he's Richmond been through. Richmond 2013. Yeah. With the he's, big controversy. Yeah, yeah. He's been through, right, the Dale Earnhardt. 2001 yeah. with Dale, you know, the, just everything, right? The, the Teresa Dale Jr. break, just just everything, right? So it's like he's been through the trenches with these people, and, and you know, he's a survivor, and he's been here for 30 years, and so. We have a lot of re- listeners that don't know who Ty Norris is. 2013, 30 seconds or less, what would he okay. be getting? Okay, so, so for some context on Ty. So Ty, um, so, so Ty came into the sport in the early 90s, 90s as a beat writer for the Winston-Salem newspaper. Am I right? Winston-Salem newspaper? But he took a job really quickly with Winston. So he was running PR for Winston in the early 90s when Dale Earnhardt Sr. was winning everything. So he forged a relationship with Dale Sr. because his job was to represent Winston in, in media around the winners and the champions and all that stuff. So Dale Earnhardt's a Winston Cup champion. So Dale Earnhardt decides to start a cup team. He wants somebody to run it. He sees something in Ty. Ty's like 25. And he sees something. Ty goes, I think I'm gonna, I, I want to start a cup team, and I want you to run it. Yes, sir. So they start DEI, and uh, and they do uh, they bring Napa, they bring Penzo, they bring Budweiser, right? Dale Jr., Michael Waltrip, Steve Park. Dale Earnhardt dies in the Daytona 500 in 2001. Ties all of a sudden standing in an executive management room by himself, right? And, it, and it, with Teresa, right? So then, so then he tries to manage this very difficult sort of team scenario with Teresa. Um, and you know, all this stuff. Happens. So Teresa ends up, so Ty leaves, Teresa sells the team to Chip Ganassi and, um, and they go, so what, so then Ty at the time, Toyota is coming in a cup. Ty forms Michael Walter racing. They go and sell something like 60 or $70 million of corporate sponsorship with, um, with, uh, Napa auto with Napa auto parts. Um, who the, uh, Aaron's, um, five hour energy, Right, they do all these big deals, Bass Pro Shops, and Peak Antifreeze. They do this yeah, all yeah. stuff, um, and all they have, all they have is like plans for a shop. So they yeah, do, they right, do UPS, right? Yeah, right? And, UPS yeah, with Dale right. Jarrett. Yeah. They, do, they and just effectively these monster a deals. Program as well, yeah. And yeah. then, and then, and all on behalf of Toyota's entry with Red, along with Red Bull, right into the, into the Cup Series. They do this whole deal, um, start this amazing team, Michael Walter Racing, um, 2013 Richmond, and I don't totally, uh, I don't totally understand the whole story, but in 2013 they found a way late in the race to manipulate the running order amongst teammates to be able to get somebody um, that was out of the playoffs into the playoffs. Correct, because this is so a there's race. this yeah. yeah there's a cutoff race and and there's a uh, you know and so Clint Boyer spins out and Martin Truex gets in and and this whole thing happens and Plenty then Ty, of YouTube videos on that yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go look it up. Ty, um, you know, who ex- who's accepted responsibility for the incident, knows that he was operating in a gray area, but also knows that he wasn't breaking any real rules. But na- but you're playing in NASCAR's sandbox, and if they decide that a rule's been broken, a rule's been broken. If they decide to make you the fall guy, they make you the fall guy. Right. 
which is what Ty went through. So, um, so then he, he sort of, you know, left, uh, and I mean, so kind of ran the team for a while after that or whatever, but, but, you know, um, ended up basically, you know, um, sort of operating on the agency side of the business and then ended up here in Nashville, um, you know, doing some music stuff. And, and so with all that experience and think about, you know, what you go through with the management and the ownership of the yeah. sport through those decades and all those experiences. Yeah. And it's like, not, not like he was on the fringe. I mean, he's running Dale Earnhardt's team. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I said, are you ready to come back in? Cause I need, I need somebody. If you think this is a good idea, I need you to, I need you to ride this with me. And, and he said, let's, let's go for it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's been, he's been amazing. I mean, he's, he's really, he's really given us a, um, an opportunity to be successful. Yeah. So how long did it take you to, from first comp, from first phone call to actual, like name on paper, how long did it take to get Ty? Uh, well, Ty was willing to go through a due diligence with me because mm-hmm. I think he saw the opportunity once mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. met with NASCAR and got an idea of what this car was about and what their vision for the future was about mm-hmm. and how, um, just, you know, how creative they were willing to be and, and disruptive they were willing yeah. to be with their own business with schedules yeah. and things like that. Right. Like dirt on Bristol. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right yeah. Right, so right. They're, they're willing to, and I needed to hear that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, once we had those meetings with NASCAR and we walked out of those meetings going like, I mean, Ty would look at me and say this, I've never seen, yeah, this is actually, I've never different. seen a NASCAR like this before. Right. 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 right? It was, it was a very dictatorial mob mentality in the past we know what we're yeah. doing yeah do what we say or go find some right. place else to play right, and this right, was right. a very very much more like we realized we have to get very creative and do things differently yeah if we're going to remain relevant or if we're going to reinvent ourselves for the future in this new difficult landscape in america and you know you're not going to get to a point where you go like we know exactly what's going to happen you have to you mm-hmm. have to have some faith in it but mm-hmm. but you know you, you you go through your risk um tolerance yeah um, process and for me, I said I got comfortable enough, and I said, "All right, let's go." And, yeah. s- and so you want to come with me? He says, "Let's let's ride this thing out." And I think that he, I mean, I think he probably thought seventy five percent this is going to lead to nothing, but right, it'd be a right, fun right. project for the moment. Sure. Is he employee number one? Mm-hmm. And what year is this now? Twenty eighteen. This is um, this is two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at this point, this is the summer of two thousand nineteen. Right. So at this point, for the next gen car coming out in twenty twenty one. For the next gen car coming out in 2021. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, so, um, so we decide to embark on this, mm-hmm. uh, and we're really in the very early stages of sort of determining what you know what the path is going to be in the context of the car being rolled out in 2021, and then you know COVID and all that, and they delay the car for a year. You know, we know that Denny Hamlin and, and Michael Jordan are around and, and planning something. And we make the decision. We go, you know, look, th- th- this is essentially why don't we start cultivating? Uh, why don't we go racing in 2021 and start building the brand and start kind of building what we are, make our entrance sports like like try to hire our key people, start to build our team and essentially just partner with an existing organization. So we don't really have to spend any money when we get started. And so your and expense then, is basically buying cars from something. Somebody's no, no, already like, building. We don't own anything right now. Oh, okay. No, we, I like, didn't know that. like okay. we own nothing. We didn't buy us. We didn't buy a single tool. We didn't buy a single car. We did. We did absolutely nothing. So what we did was we went and met with every race team and we said, we want to field the team under our brand. And essentially 
basically run a private label race team. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm not buying a shop, not right. buying cars, I'm not doing stuff. But I want I want to hire the driver. I want to hire right. the crew chief. I want to give the crew so, chief autonomy to be able to hire his people. Right. Right. And private label and retail is basically somebody else manufactures the widget clothing line or toy or whatever, yeah. but you put your name on it. But it's yeah. somebody else that's making that. Right. Yeah. So essentially, it's yeah. like I want to launch. You know, I want to launch Trackhouse Vodka, but instead of building a distillery and all this kind of stuff, I'm just going to go to Tito's up. and say, Hey, hey. I'll, I'll buy a million gallons yeah, of it if you bottle it, it under the yeah. Trackhouse label. Yeah. Right? Label. Yeah. Private label. So, yeah. so that's kind of what we did with a race team. So we ended up at Richard Childress. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to talk about there. But, you know, a big portion of that, a big part of that was the fact that we felt like Chevrolet was the right people to be with. And, you know, I went to Richard and I said, you have two full-time teams on your floor with Austin Dillon and with Tyler Reddick. But you have all the infrastructure, fab shop, people, engineering, floor space. you got all the infrastructure to run four teams because you've run four teams out of this building. So essentially, I just want to be a third team on the floor. But we're but we're going to bring the charter. We're going to own the charter. We're going to have uh, – it's going to be our sponsors. We're going to have full autonomy over our branding, our team name, our sponsorships, all that kind of stuff. We're just going to pay you basically as if I was a driver to show up and say, hey, I want to drive the third car, but I want to name it something different or, you know, like whatever. But it's like I'm bringing the driver. I'm bringing the crew chief. We're going to give the crew chief and driver autonomy to be able to hire the team, just the road crew, the guys they want. But here's a way to share some – some overhead costs, right? It's like so. So it's a good deal for them. It's a good deal for us. The price was right. We felt like they do a Why really is it good, a good job. Deal for them. Well, because they're they're, they're they have another revenue source around all this infrastructure okay. they have to pay okay. for. So instead of instead of splitting the light bill between two teams, they sure. get to split it between three. Yeah. But that's a light right? bill they're in already the, paying in the fab shop exactly. and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, copy, yeah exactly. Copy, so yeah, so the, and, the, it's the revenue. Fixed, well, and the fixed overheads now getting water diluted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we just yeah. we added, you know, we yeah, added. A, no, I, I hear you. I'm, just, I'm actually surprised. How many teams were willing, wanting to do this? Everyone. They were all wanting to do it, mm-hmm. right. really. Because as an independent team, you would get out of that four-car restriction for a team. Well, um, we, we would we would sort of figure out a way to skirt that. If, if, yeah, right. if, if, if it was if one it, of those, if it was if, a team. If it was a four-car team. Right, right. Uh, and we talked to three of them. Yep. Well, we talked to all of them. Yeah. We didn't talk to Gibbs, but we talked to everybody else. And honestly... And I sort of saw this a little bit, um, the, the writing on the walls a little bit, is that you know we knew that there was a, that these teams that spent so much money, that invested so much money on their infrastructure and that they were, that they were, they were really starting to get more motivated to find ways to subsidize it or to yeah, find other revenue yeah, streams or yeah. something. So we were music to their ears when we showed up and we're like, hey, tell us what it would cost yeah, to put, what, put our car on, on yeah. your floor and help you share costs and share yeah. overhead and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we're going to do this for a year where we kind of dabble in the sport. And so that means that means something different to everybody that we talked to. Sure, I mean, there sure, were sure. some there was there was one big team that that uh, I was very interested. It was a four-car team. I was very interested in doing this, not our manufacturer, that um, that we went through this process with. And, like, we really want to do this. We really want to do this. You know, yeah, like, we feel like this is a great thing for us. And just give us some time to kind of work the numbers and yeah. make this worth it to you. And the number they came back with was like, why didn't you just send us a letter that said, fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> So, like how many so times over? Had, what, right. So how many times over? Two x what we're spending. <laughs> at, uh, what we spent this year, right? Yeah, and and with yeah. less inclusions. Nice. Right. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right? With yeah. less included. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Go, get, go get your own motor deal. Go get. Oh, you know, lovely. Kind of a thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So cool. Let me be anyway, right back. So um, so we felt really we felt really great about the RCR thing because uh, the price was great and I felt like that they're they're doing a great job on the racetrack with the budget that they have yeah. because, you know, this sport is kind of. What, there's this narrative in the sport where it's like, you know, you win with money, right? Like the big funded team. Oh, I got beat today. They got so much more money than me. Right. And, and I believe that to a certain point. And then I believe that 
that bad management by really wealthy people just say, well, we're just, there is no budget. Right? Yeah. It's like, what's your budget? Well, it's 25 million. Yeah. You can't do it for less than that. Why can't you do it for less than that? Well, because we, we put new axles in every time we, you know, we yeah. do, we, you know, how long do you run your spindles by you, before you mileage them out? Oh, we replace them after every, on every Monday. Right. It's like, right. well, yeah, no shit. You're spending you know, yeah, $2 yeah. million dollars a year. On stuff. Yeah. Whereas at the same time, Rick Ware is running axles for 16 races and they're not breaking. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm distilling all of this into simple concepts, but, um, but like, so anyway, we went to RCR and, and, you know, it was Chevrolet. It was a. Um, it was a. It was. They. They believed in what we were doing. They knew what we were doing. And. Um, and so that was a great way to get started. So we said, why don't we do it this year with this car? And then we're not going to buy any cars. We're not going to invest in infrastructure. It's going to be obsolete or parts that are going to be obsolete. And. Um, and then we'll figure out as we race and develop our relationship with Daniel and Daniel's relationship with Travis, the crew chief, and all that kind of stuff. And then on the saw on the on background while they're going through the motions of racing every weekend and learning each other and kind of building sort of the you know building all that, we'll we'll figure out how we're going to go next gen Start racing in twenty twenty two. Right, yeah. right, right. Now, one of the most vital components to this whole game right now is this charter deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we didn't own a charter in this. I had to lease one. Yeah. It, it is it is becoming a days of our lives, freaking series finale drama for for to get that to charter. get these charters yeah. right is it right. anything to do with un, my boy it's unbelievable. here so <laughs> so i mean I, I can go through this whole story with you on how yeah, let's, how let's, we got there but um let's give some background what, a, what exactly a yeah. charter is i'll try and summarize it but feel free to correct me if you think i'm wrong let, let me just explain it so yeah, like okay. um i mean what nascar you don't know where you're gonna get it <laughs> don't even don't, yeah. um, charter so what NASCAR tried to do with these charters is they tried to create something in a sport with a with a, a massive television contract. And this is something that no other racing series in America has, right? They have a massive television contract that is consistent with the major stick and ball sports in, in America, right? The model of it, the numbers, right? It's, it's consistent with the NHL and the NBA and MLB and all that stuff, right? NFL is a separate thing. Um, so what they wanted, what they were trying to do is they're trying to, we have to figure out a way to give these teams equity. We have to, we have to figure out a way to give these teams something of value because you could, you could be, and I think I talked about this in 2016. It's like, you know, you could be the most successful team in the sport and you're one or two sponsors pulling out, not being able to replace them away from basically going out of business as a legendary team of sport. And, and your enterprise is only worth pennies on the dollar for your obsolete stuff and, and you know, like whatever contracts you have on hand, you know, and so that, so what NASCAR wanted to do is like, we have to give these teams that have, that have a legacy in the sport that have, that are investing all this money, something of value. And so they came up with a charter system, which essentially is modeled just after stick and ball franchises. Right. So, so when you look at the other, when you look at the NBA and you look at, you know, baseball and you look at football, you know, they, there's a certain, only a certain number of teams and those number, those teams through their fran franchise agreements with the league, they get a portion of the television, the digital rights revenue, and that digital rights revenue covers their payroll, right? So they can sign. They've got their, you know, they got their salary caps and they got all that kind of stuff. And then if they want to build, you know, five billion dollar stadiums or you know whatever, that's their business, right? That's a private business. But essentially, the television contract funds the competition operations of the team. So it gives them some, some, you know, it gives them some longevity, right? So it's, it gives them some equity, right? So it's like that way you're not, you know, you don't have a basketball team where you got the owner dumping all this money and then there's two star players tear the ACL. Yeah, right. And then and you have to shut the sell. stadium yeah, down because you can't even play, right? Like you can't, right? That's not, you can't do that. Yeah. So NASCAR tried to emulate that. So they created this charter system. Yeah. And they created 36 charters in, in the top 36 teams in the sport. And by teams, I mean cars on the racetrack. Um were grandfathered in and earned these charters. And the charters, through a, an algorithm, earn a certain amount of money a year from the 
television deal, which is $860 million a year, and it runs through 2024. So it's not an insignificant amount of money. Right, exactly. So and that slot so it's, it's gives a, you resale value. It's a, so that charter. Yeah. So the idea is like, let's give them the charters, let's build the enterprise value of these teams by by creating an upward tra- trajectory in the sport to attract new owners, new OEMs, you know, all this kind of stuff. So the value of those charters go up and up. So then if a team goes, man, I can't do this anymore. Trackhouse throws in the towel and says, well, we'll sell our charters. We're gonna, and they're going to be really worth something. You're right. Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. Jerry Jones wants to just quit the Cowboys. Yeah, He's right. got an asset that's like Absolutely. That, yeah, that he can get money for that values all Jerry the work Jerry Jones' slot in, within the NFL you know? is the thing he's yeah, selling more exactly. so than that, the, than that's the locker That's exactly room. right. Yeah, right? Yeah. New, new guy can come and change the name. doesn't matter, but he's changing. He's, yeah, he's, that yeah, slot in the NFL. In Formula One, you got to get points to get revenue share. Yeah. You see, you have to finish in the top 10. Yeah. NASCAR's version is if you were in that top 36 when they decided to do this, you were automatically yeah. in that in that realm of getting that money. Yeah. And the higher you finish, the more you well, get? Or so so it, what you earn, there's three silos of, how, of of the money that you earn. Yeah. One is fixed. Yeah. Okay. So the fi- so there's a fixed silo. That's that's everybody, whether you're the last place team yeah. or the first place team, same amount of money. Okay. So you everybody get gets that. Yeah. It's like 2.7 million bucks. And then there's the there is a three-year rolling historical average performance of your car. Okay. So in that silo, it's, that's why the 11 car earns more than the 51, right? So the, so the 11 car has averaged. So, okay. So Denny Hamlin has averaged a top four finish the last three years based on their algorithm that earns a lot more money than the last three years of like Rick Ware's least performing car. Right. Thank you. To the tune of like, to the tune of like millions of dollars between the two. And then the third one is race by race purse. Yeah. Right, so, um, so oh, those. Okay, those, so the purse is actually part of this fund yeah, as well. It's part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's why they don't just, post the purse anymore like they uh, used to. Yeah, so so it's uh, it's, it's the third the third part's the purse. Yeah. So those three things add together, added together, end up with what your charter earns you at the end of the year. Okay. Um, so, so we um, so they created this charter system, and so um, you know, so not only is it a very significant part of the revenue. It also guarantees you in every race. Now that's not really an issue right now, except for the Daytona 500, because because everybody kind of races every time they show up. Um, but the, this charter thing is becoming now now that they've got this, they, they've shown everybody the car, and there's a lot of interest with this car. Now people want to come in, so the value of these charters are like going through the roof. So some of these have traded at you know an incredible amount of money in the last year. And, uh, so and when this idea first came about a few years ago, and there was some resistance, it's clearly proven its worth. Yeah, I mean, for the teams that have them, um, it's doing exactly what it was intended to do. Yeah, right. it's doing exactly what now. Right. But but that's so. that's also created some uh, issues, right? I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. well, you know, as we you sit one here, of them, right? Well, as no. we, I'm one of them, yeah. and then, but I'm over the hump, and so yeah. as as we sit here right now, you know, Kurt Busch has signed with 2311 Racing with. You know, millions of dollars in Monster Energy sponsorship, yeah. and those guys right now are sitting without a charter because no their whole deal fell apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so for a guy like Denny Hamlin, who goes, all right, I just got a champion, and I just signed a big sponsor with Monster and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I was going to go buy this charter. I was negotiating with this team, mm-hmm. Front Row Motorsports, to get the Spark charter, and then the deal fell apart. He's like, now he's in a really, really tough spot. So on one side of the camp, you go, well, that's a real problem because you've got a company that's that's at risk at not being able to participate. That's coming in here. It's like trying to build something amazing. They got this big sponsor, what kind of thing, and. Um, and those people are upset that, you know, 
that you've got like a four car char- you know four car team at the back that's got yeah. four charters that is not really <laughs> trying to build something like regardless of what they say publicly they're not really trying to be a championship team. Um, I think that team is great. And they go and they go you know the system's broken and and I go for a guy like Bob Jenkins who owns Front Row Motorsports who goes like oh, I want twenty million dollars for it or whatever yeah. the, whatever the yeah, number is what I want. Yeah. it's actually working perfectly. Yeah. What is Rick doing? Like he, because he keeps getting all these charters, mm-hmm. and you at the time, well, maybe this is longer. This might have been a year ago now, and you were like, "Yeah, we talk about this a lot. Like, this is a com- constant yeah. conversation that we're trying to figure out what the game plan is." Well, I mean, Rick, I think Rick is Rick's doing. I mean, he's doing exactly probably what he should be yeah. doing, yeah. right? Because yeah. he's he's not going to build Penske Racing, right. and he's but he's got a great business. I mean, he's got you know he's got a he's got cars on track. You know, he's got cars on track. Yeah. He's got you know he's got you know sponsors. He's giving people opportunities. You know, he's got these charters. He's making money. You know, and it's but it's a di- totally different business model. My opinion on it is that um, there is a place for that. I, I don't I don't really think there's a place for that in the NASCAR Cup Series. I believe that the 36 charter teams in the NASCAR Cup Series should all be teams that are trying to win races. Imagine an NFL team yeah. that has that. When you look at your five goals um, at the beginning of the year, yeah. the five top things you're trying to achieve, not one of those is winning a game. Well, uh, so you I said digress. specifically that there is a, a bit of a soap opera taking place yeah. currently. Yeah. And is that because teams that have charters are holding out? Yeah. And if you had one of those charters and you were in their position, would you be holding out? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because you're yeah. raising your yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. well, it's maybe it's not broken. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because I mean, someone's making money, and yeah, they, right, that's rewarding right. them for their. They, like they said, committed, right? But yeah, but the other thing yeah. is like, like I mean, it's it's, wor- it's working exactly as it was intended to. do. It's it, giving people that have that have earned their way into those charters, right. yeah. something of real uh, an asset of real value. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that was a move made several years ago when the sport was in especially concerned about their future. That mm-hmm. was a thing they did to sort of solidify yeah. the future of their teams. Yeah. Guess what? It's worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. have. Yeah. Well, anyway. I was going to say like th- those are four cars. On, at Rick Ware, for example, but then he also helps with two other charters, right? So if those cars don't show up, now you have the press of a 32-car NASCAR field. When it was a 40-car field not that long ago, and it went down to 36, and they could barely get enough cars to start. There's no more starting parks. All you heard about was like, oh, it's dying, it's dying, it's dying. So if those yeah. four to six cars don't show up, now you have that press to answer to as well, yeah, but to I, a I, very I, volatile fan pe- base. People are – well, people are worried about that, about the optics of that. Sure. I, I – yeah. My personal opinion is I don't think it matters. But this is because right now the market is very good. The market, yes. Right, because yeah, there's right. a lot Absolutely. of hype for a new car and so, this theory yeah. of competition that we're all supposed to have because they're all going to be exactly the same car because <laughs> um, that's how racing works. Yeah, uh, but, hey, in three years that could not be the case. And, and here's what a charter also does, and tell me if I'm wrong. Charter also has some control because the, if you own the charter, you have to play by NASCAR's rules more so than a team without a charter. So team wants to start and park or not show up they're violating their charter correct um so if the, if the support gets dark we can have a little bit more say in how teams are supposed to conduct themselves yeah uh <clears throat> what i would say is everybody everybody's got to play by the same rules um the caveat to the charter system to, to to address the start and park issue is that if you own a charter that finishes in the bottom three in the points three years in a row, NASCAR has the right to repossess that charter from right. You. So that's some form yeah. of control, yeah. which they didn't have prior. Yeah. So if we're if if the charter is there to protect the teams and keep the sport from getting terribly unhealthy, it's still if it gets dark again in a few years, it is still in effect. Yeah, I mean the, the, when the charter when the charter arrangement uh, comes back up for renewal. It's with the television deal in 2024. 
so in theory, in 2024, they could just do away with the charter program, yeah. or you know, or they could they could rewrite the rules, yeah, you know, or, or expand could, the number. Do, or what, yeah, they're yeah. sort of they're sort of stuck right now, right? right? I mean, yeah, it's because there's a con there's a charter contract with all the teams. So right. if they were to just they can't just change something right now without litigation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's go back to 20. I'm guessing it's a 2020 now. Yeah. Um, so you've got a you've got a deal with Richard Childress. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to lease his cars. Yeah. You know, one team went to X. Was there anybody else who, I don't know if blue it is the right word, but was there any other, you went you went almost everywhere, but was there any other sort of program leasing offers that were almost or that you kind of laughed at based on what they came back to you with? We're just um, looking for fun stories. I pushed hard uh, to do something at Hendrick. I mean, what I went to, what I went to, um, what I went to Jeff Gordon and Marshall Carlson and Rick Hendrick with was, um, was I I didn't know what the sponsorship situation was over there and at the time I was a little bit naive because I I, I didn't I, I just under I underestimated just really the empire that that, that Rick Hendrick had which yeah. is probably just, it's hard to imagine hard until to you drive that. to that campus it's yeah, hard, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, oh, the but gift but shop alone not, yeah that's not yeah. a race yeah. shop yeah. Yeah. the gift shop campus. is bigger yeah. than most sports yeah. car race yeah. shops yeah. Yeah. so what my what my what my plan was was to basically take there's there's a car there that, that's there's there's a car there that's that's basically almost unsponsored and I went in there and this is before the whole Larson thing, I went in there and said I'll buy I'll buy one of the charters from you I'll pay you for the charter and I'll pay you a management fee and you know, the fourth Hendrick car will be track house car that was my pie in the sky idea and I actually went like we had some really good discussions and finally. Mr. Hendrick was like, was like, you know, it's just, it's not, it's just doesn't gel with our culture and with the Hendrick brand and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're not known for independently brand, which yeah. in hindsight was like, it was a good exercise to go through yeah. for me to kind of get to know these people and have some sort of peek behind the curtain a little bit. But, but in hindsight, it's like, yeah, that was never going to work. Like, yeah, that, sure, that just sure, That was sure. never going to okay. happen. And in background, you know, Rick was working hard to, to get Kyle back and, and yeah, right. in the sport and all that. Okay. So, so we have a background on charters. So, you got yeah. the deal with RCR. Yeah. So how I, does this happen? So I got the deal uh, with RCR. So and this is all 2020. This is in this is in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so, committed to running 2021, even though so it's the old car. So before I had the deal with RCR, I like, I have to have a charter, because if I'm going to get a driver, if I'm going to get a driver of a lot of quality, and I'm going to attract sponsors of any, so yeah, it, we have to have a charter. We have to have a charter. No, right? That's the have, first like, question. Like, no driver wants to race for a team. They're going to. Doesn't have guaranteed race starts. Yeah, and, yeah, something yeah, like exactly. that. Right. Yeah. So we got to get a charter. So at the time. The 95 car of LFR is racing and, um, Slovene family racing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just going to tell the story. So this is, this is a, this is a, no, this is, I just, I want to, I want to, I know that the charter thing, a lot of the people that listen to this just, just are not necessarily NASCAR no, but that's people, fine. but it's an interesting story. It's, so. it's interesting. Yeah. And because we just it's, spent 35 minutes on charters. Like, we're pot we, committed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we so so I go to so Bob Levine's announced that he's not uh, that he's not coming back yeah. racing in in 2021. So I go to Bob. So we call Bob and, and we say look we're, we're going to buy the team. All right. So we're going to buy uh, we're going to buy the assets you have on hand. It's going to be difficult. You know, some of it's obsolete. They, they were getting all their cars from Gibbs, so that we weren't really buying any race cars. We we're buying a hauler and pit equipment. We we're buying office furniture. And we we're buying a shop. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, real estate market's good down there. So if we have to flip the shop, it's okay. But really, what we wanted was that was the charter. He goes, you guys are the first ones to call me. So if I, so we're going to go down this road of selling this to you. We agreed on a price. If somebody comes in over the top of you, I'm going to give you the right to be able to negotiate um, and match. You know, beat the price. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Offered him, made him an offer. Everything was great. Read on Twitter that Spire has bought LFR. So, what the f- 
Bob. Yeah, right? yeah. Know? So yeah. that whole thing falls apart. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, that sucks. And Spire, the Spire guys are my friends. Yeah, and, I was going to say, those you know, are buddies, like, but there was right? Probably, yeah, there was, there was, you know, this is where friendships become difficult in the sport right. because it's, you know, it's competitive and yeah, all that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Bob hadn't all committed right. or hadn't communicated this at all. No. Oh, you I were, read yeah. about it on Twitter. And in theory, you should Twitter, have a chance called, to. Yeah, I read about it on Twitter and yeah. that sucks. So, all right, so pivot. So Jermaine. Mm-hmm. So then, Jermaine, you have a history with them. Jermaine, yep. You drove so then, him, Jermaine. Yeah. Um, besides the fact that the owner called my sponsor while I was driving for him and left a message on his voicemail saying, "Let's fire Justin. I can get you a cup driver for uh, this truck." And my sponsor played me the message. Nice. That was fun. Yeah. So we, so we, so we go to. Um, <laughs> so we go to. Um, I'm gonna give you hundred bucks. That's what you said to Jermaine, right? Yeah, Any sponsor you bring in my head, you're connected to in some capacity. Oh, that's sweet. No, I'm serious. Yeah, like that's not how it works. Yo, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know well, what I'm I had no, a, no, well, the thing is, is I had a. That's how it No, it is. It is. I had a. Con- I had a contract. Yeah. I mean, I had a contract saying that if I get fired, and I did a really job that year, so they were going to fire me. But I mean, it was good sponsorship. So my deal was, you know, if I get fired. The sponsorship walks with me, but you know they just right. had this cute but, idea yeah, like they're going to woo them away. You're going to you're going to hate this analogy because this is not an accurate comparison. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to call John Menard to fall, fire Paul Menard, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. exactly. Yeah. So uh, Jermaine announces they're leaving the sport. So we yeah. call Jermaine. Yeah, we give you hundred bucks. So so we so we so we call so we call Jermaine. So Jermaine. Uh, is soliciting offers. This is just how this sport works. Yeah. I have no bone to pick with anybody. This is just the Other cost. This is the cost. Of, this, is the, this is the cost. Of, this is Bob, no, no, I'm right? just saying. Bob I'm just saying. This yeah. is the cost of doing business. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's totally fine. I've, I've I've actually been really good at being able to remove emotion from this stuff because it's just about this is because it's tough, right? If you get emotional about it, but you had to. You're just it's gonna suck, right? But well, you, I got angry, but, but you had you, know. you had to right. remove it. Yeah, yeah. So um so we're not talking to any drivers at this point. We're not yeah. talking like it's yeah. just like priority number. We have to get our charter. We have to get our charter. It's the number one thing, right? So um, Jermaine, so they said, all right, so we talked to the lawyer. So the lawyer goes, all right, so they're, they are, so, so Bob's going to take, uh, is going to take um, offers from everybody by this deadline, which is like a Wednesday at five. Everyone submits their offer. Bob looks at all the offers. He makes a decision on what direction he's going to go, and you'll get a call back from us. We submit our offer on Tuesday night, 24 hours before. Yeah. Lawyer says, it's already done. It's been sold. Motherfucker. And I go, what, what, what? what do you mean it's already been sold? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deal that you couldn't match. I was like, how do you know? You I don't know what I got. It? You didn't even open the envelope, right? Like, what do you like? You, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, so that's gone. All right. So we got to pivot again. Who got? Who got Jermaine? Denny. And I think. Ah. I, well, here's here's the thing. Yeah. I'd have paid more for it than Denny did. Really. Yeah, but I think the deal I couldn't match yeah. was that he could tell his buddies at the country club that he sold it to Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. That's uh, exactly yeah, yeah. what so I was I'll thinking. Put that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, so then accepting right. your officer legally might have put him in trouble too. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. so anyway, so we lose that one. So shit, how are we gonna do this, man? All right, so let me go to front row. So front row's got two charters, and they're leasing one to Rick. And um, my man. So we come to an agreement on purchase of this charter. Mm-hmm. All right, good. And again, with who? Front row. Front row. Okay. So. We're gonna buy this charter. Here's what we're gonna pay for it. Here's how we're gonna do it. everything. Good. Good on price. Good on price. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 we're all good. All right, awesome. Sign a contract. Sign a contract. Send money to escrow. We're good. Sign contract. Money to escrow. All right, let's go find. I call Daniel Suarez. I go. I got my charter. I want you to come race for Trackhouse. Um, and he go and all right. So Daniel at the time has offers from like four other race teams. He's running like. 
at the time in the 96 car with yeah, Dawn, there's this right? great podcast. Which is weird because, kind of like, you know, the Gaunt brothers do such a good job. Solid team. Yeah, there's this, <laughs> there's this great podcast called Dinner with Racers. Yeah. yeah. Click yeah, back you, a couple episodes, you'll right. hear this yeah. very story. You can get the story, right? He yeah. talked a lot about how much okay. he, you so were okay, struggle. but yeah. he didn't like Gaunt. Uh, yeah. It's mostly that I don't like Gaunt, not that yeah. I like yeah. Justin. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's a struggle. So um, so he's got, but he's got offers, right? He's got offers. Yeah. And he turns down offers with established race teams, says, I'm not coming to race for you. I don't know if that was, this is how he tells the story. He you mentioned about that he it, had some other offers. That he, was all but he had, he had other offers. Yeah. Wait, at this point, all I am is a guy with a with a cool logo and a charter, right? So I don't know how we're going to do this. Pitbull. I don't know how we're going to do this, right? right? But like, uh, but but we're you know by talking about the vision, right? Like when I do these things, I don't like when I get this convicted and I get this far down the road, I don't fail, mm-hmm. right? And he 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 saw it and he bought into it and and he called everybody and said, "I'm going to go race for Trackhouse." Okay, fine. A week later. My banker calls me and mm. says, hey, uh, this money that you sent to Mm-mm. Front Row, it's been sent back. Mm-mm. And I go, what do you mean it's been sent back? And <sighs> I just signed Daniel to a contract, and we're negotiating the RCR deal. Yeah. And uh, we call FRM. They go, yeah, the owner changed his mind. Go, we, have a, we have a contract. He sent the money back. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Changed well, his mind. We have a contract. Yeah. You know we could sue your ass. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Like, I just, he, just, he changed his <laughs> mind. He, you do what you got to do. He changed his mind. Do what you got. So, so I go, so then I call, so then I call, uh, I call Spire that night uh-huh. at 10 o'clock. And I know that they're sitting on two charters, at maybe three, three right. charters. Because they just bought the yeah, one you just, initially yeah, went yeah, for. Yeah. called Dickerson. Yeah. I called TJ and, um, and, you know, TJ and Jeff are partners. Yeah, in yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. so I called TJ and, um. And I say, TJ, I need a spy. I need a charter tonight. And I'm not hanging up this fucking telephone because there's no other options. And I'm about to ruin this guy's career, this kid's career that turned down other teams. I won't say who they are, but turned down other teams, right? And uh, and and so I and so okay, let's let's let us unwind some stuff. And you know, this is like six months prior. The guys that outbid and who knows what they were doing. Like, don't you know, behind the scenes, or whatever. But, but it's fine. It's all that was fair and love more. And um, and we got it done in the eleventh hour, and I, I leased it from them, mm-hmm. and and so this year, twenty twenty one, I'm I'm racing a Spire charter that I had to pay them to lease, and that's how we got our. So that's how it. we got racing. Yeah. Still didn't own a charter, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. went through this whole thing in twenty twenty. I mean, this is what everybody's going through. Yeah, right, right. right I mean, yeah. Denny's in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Right. Who took the? Who was it? Was front row that you? Who was it that turned you down? You already sent the money. Front row. Front yeah. row. Yeah. What, who who got that? Well, they raced two cars and then continued leasing their third charter to Rick Ware, but then they ended up selling it to Rick Ware. Yeah. So that was the one that you were supposed to I get. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you didn't sue him? No. What the f***? Because I'm trying to build a company and I got, and I just was, you I didn't want to, well, I don't want to go to law. I don't want to go to, yeah. I mean, it is a really bad, a bad uh, look for them. I mean, it's a really yeah. bad piece of business for yeah. them, right? I mean, yeah. to, to negotiate on something like this and be lied to or be misled, yeah. Yeah. um, is, uh, is a also bummer, you but put it's out kind a of a lot of money. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of the world that we're living in. And so I was, I was, I'm not one of those guys that like, feels like I need to get even. I just feel like the world's going to sort of work out right. for yeah, the yeah. people that are in this, for the, that yeah. do the treat people the right way. Conversely, so. this team hasn't turned a lap and you're already in court. Um, you know, there's yeah, that. Why would I go to court? I have, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We're four months away, so it's like it's just like all thing. I was yeah. focused on yeah. was just trying to get yeah. to the Daytona 500 and launch sure, my business, sure. so, yeah, and yeah. and making sure that I that I just never forgot that day, and I will never forget that day. Yeah. So um, so that's that. So you kind of glossed over why Suarez. I mean, you yeah, just kind of went right. to like that. Here's what yeah, you're looking so, at, and you'd already signed him. But literally, so, why him? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big believer that you can spend a lot of time on. 
um, crew chiefs in engineering and technology and equipment and all this kind of stuff. And, 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 but at the end of the day, all that work that you do to build a great competitive effort just lies in the hands of one person. Yeah. And that, and it's just, it's still all about the driver. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that, you know, that's why, you know, great drivers, uh, great drivers have carried lackluster teams and mm. great teams have underperformed because they just didn't have the right guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's when you really think maybe somebody like millions and millions of dollars. And, yeah. and so, so, I mean, we spent a lot of time thinking about the driver component of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's this, it's almost like the simplest piece of business. It's like the least complicated biz- piece of, of business in the whole deal, mm-hmm. but it's the, but it's the most important. Right. So, we put on the board what the attributes were of drivers that, yeah. because it's going to be hugely important to us because we, because it was going to be it was going to be an existential crisis to track house if we had the wrong guy in the car in our first year that couldn't go out and like yeah. take advantage of those good opportunities right. and make stuff right. happen. Which, have you seen Moneyball? Yes, I have <laughs> was seen it that Moneyball. Scene? Uh, He's got maybe. an ugly girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, was I don't know yeah. any of that. This is what yeah. it was. He gets it was, on base. It was what's our okay? So it was like what's our driver? So we're not going to hire Kyle Busch. So like what's our what's our what attributes do our do our driver? Yeah. Does our driver have to have right? So yeah. one is is I wanted somebody that's raced in Cup because Cup is just right. That's easy. Yeah, that's tough. simple, right? Yeah. We weren't going to yeah, give yeah. the you know yeah, we yeah. weren't going to just take a flyer on you know Chase Sanity Briscoe or, or someone. Something. It's got yeah. a lot of talent. Yeah, it's yeah. got a lot of potential, but it's never been in a Cup car before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. 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 So someone with Cup experience. So I was out right away. Somebody. Somebody. Um, somebody that's got a great story. Right? Somebody in. that we can market. Yeah. Somebody that's unique, that's different, that's compelling, that we can tell their story in a boardroom and they go like, that's really f- cool. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really, really cool. That's awesome. Third one is somebody that's a winner. Winning yeah. is a talent, right? Winners win. Like we all yeah. know there's plenty of people out there that are really, really fast. Yeah. yeah. But when like the game's on the line, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a very smaller, smaller percentage of people that have delivered in that moment. Okay. So it's like anybody, someone's been in a position to win, they've, they've closed the deal. And then the fourth piece was someone that's hungry, someone that's, that, that is, that's hungry, has got a chip on their shoulder, like is, is personally motivated, you know, to, to show the world something. So we had all these names on the board. How many did you have? We had eight. Okay. Probably eight that's, or ten. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some were flyers, right? Some were like, like, I, 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 like this I'm guy. not going to lie. I, call, I called Kyle Larson. Right, and he was driving his motorhome in Pennsylvania, and he was still canceled, and he was up there running dirt races, and I'm like, "This is what I'm doing, and would you consider it?" And I think that he was being polite, but I think on the, <laughs> he, I think that he also, I think he also was already having conversations with people with much bigger, yeah, you know, right. Anyway, yeah. And that didn't work so out. Yeah. Six months later, he's you know, yeah, doing what he's doing right now. Yeah. So, so when we went through that list of people and, and those four attributes, there was only one guy, yeah. and it was Daniel. I mean, Daniel, he's he's. He had 138 cup starts yeah. at the time. He um, he wa- when he was when he was in a winning truck at KBM, he won. When he was in a winning car at the Xfinity Series, he won the championship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Great story. Yeah. One of one. Yeah. Mo- moved to a, like who moves from Mexico to America to Buffalo, New York. To, can't the speak home the language. Who's, <laughs> whose dream? It's like I'm going to be a NASCAR. He's one of one. I mean, yeah. it's just an inc- yeah. it's an incredible story, Again. especially at a point in America right now where we're going to tell these stories. Times. Great Click episode. Back three, three just times. a couple episodes ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the fourth one is that he was hungry because he was finishing 33rd every single weekend in that 96 car running like old equipment and, and he and he had this thing in his head like he's like this isn't this is not how the story ends. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. unwilling to allow yeah. this to be how the story ends. Yeah. yeah. And I called him and I said I said I said here's what we're doing and he's like he's like yeah, you know. And and we had a good conversation about it. And then I sent Ty to his house, yeah. and Ty went and sat down on his couch and was like, "This is what we're doing." It's incredibly difficult. And it's it's Moneyball. 
It's yeah. the scene of Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play first base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you needed Jonah Hill. And it's the it's the it's. I mean, and then he called me and he said he said I believe. Yeah. He's I like believe. I get it. Yeah. 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 And, What's uh, the most unexpected name on the list? The most unexpected name. The on name the we're list. gonna go. If whoa. Can, yeah. If you can name names beyond Kyle Larson. Well, I was gonna say Kyle Larson. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, not unexpected. That would be the smartest. That'd be the obvious choice. Clearly, he was in demand. Carl Edwards. I flew to Missouri. How'd it go? Not well. Yeah. Great guy. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was a very, a lot of sleepless nights and just, yeah. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do, man. It's like, you know, going to cup racing, starting a cup team, I mean, it, you know, it's not easy to start a IMSA team, right, but it's like, right. but you know the path, like you buy the car, yep, you yep. go hire people, you go, you, you can you, buy you a car that's a Hendrick car. You can, I mean, like, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. I can call yeah. Chris Ward at Lamborghini, yep. and in three weeks, I've got a GT3 car. You just call needs to be wrapped. Like Acura, ready. Right. It's just, yeah. Right. Yep. There we go. We'll do yep. that one. <laughs> so then we, so then, you know, so then we started track house racing, and we went racing in 2021, uh, still trying to figure out how to get a charter. Yeah. Now we're on yeah. the racetrack, and right. I got a, I have a lease charter. Yeah. And, you know, Spire's in the business of monetizing their assets, and the they business. did they exactly. did an unbelievable piece of business. Right. Yeah. So day one, this yeah. dark cloud of our complete future is not secured yet. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we're going to Daytona 500. It's awesome. But, you know, in the back of our minds, we got Pitbull there as the Grand Marshal. We, it's our big debut. We, we were starting the race 13th or something. We've got a documentary on Fox Sports. Like, everything's awesome. We've yeah. got a fast race car. Carlos everything's badass. good. But, you know, all in the back of my head, just going like, is this temporary? We Who, still have no security. So, Ty obviously knows that you fully don't have your future secured as far as charters are concerned. Yeah, yeah. Does Daniel know this? Uh, when we go to the Daytona 500, yeah. every everybody knows that we're leasing our charter from Spire. Okay, so Daniel knows yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitbull knows yeah. this. Your, everybody your knows. We're, yeah, everyone yeah. knows we're leasing yeah. a charter. Okay. Yeah. There's no like. Mm, yeah, but we'll um, it but at that up. at that point we know we're secure for the year, okay. and it's just we have so much other. Going on yeah. that, like that, yeah. you know, you know, it's just it's not really top of the board. But me, as the entrepreneur, me as the as the business owner, the guy that's taken all the risk, um, it's still pretty loud in oh, my yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 right. But yeah. even like in those in moments, any ra- yeah. race teams are nothing yeah. but fires. Yeah. So this is not a fire yeah. for yeah. It is a, February. Like I said, yeah. it's it's it, to go NASCAR Cup Series racing. Yeah. Not having a charter is an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Period. Okay, so first few races go on. You guys are doing just fine. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, things are great. Daniel's doing an awesome job. RCR is giving us fast race cars. Our crew chief Travis is running great strategies. Mm-hmm. We we crashed out of the Daytona 500, which is sort of what you do, and then <laughs> and then, uh, and then we go to the road course. We finish 16th the next week at the road course. We finish 15th at Homestead the week after that. Yeah. Go to Vegas, have a terrible race. Go to Bristol and and made 74 laps and and you know finish in the top five in both stages and really have a shot at winning the race. And it's like okay, we're we're here. I mean, this is, you know, the talk of the town at this point. So, so some news breaks out a few months ago. So in the background, in the background through this whole process, and, and I think this is probably the most interesting part of the story, but, um, it, you know, in the background, I'm thinking, I mean, like we, we talk about the races, we pre-race, we post-race, we do our competition meetings, we do everything, and then and we do our marketing stuff. And then every day, Ty and I, even the week after Daytona 500, we're going like, did you talk to Rick Ware this week? Did you talk to like what do you think Spire's gonna do? I mean this is the, this is the game. The like this is yeah, yeah it's like it's yeah. like this is the game. Like what are what are we gonna you know what are we gonna do? Because you you're smart enough to know the yeah. as you get further in the season the value of that charter is only gonna get higher. It's only gonna get so higher. Let's buy as low is, as we I, can. I can't be priced out. I mean I've yeah, got yeah. I've got a great opportunity in my life to, yeah. to do these things. I get it. But but I can't pay twenty million dollars for a freaking charter. Yeah. I mean like yeah, I'm yeah. like there's a point where this sport you just actually can't. gets out of my reach. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that's where the stress comes from. It's like, man, I got to stay ahead of this enough because if this gets, I mean, look at this stuff, I got just like 23 11s here. We know that like Michael Jordan has more money than I do. Denny Hamlin has more money than I do. I mean, you know, there's, you know, if Michael Jordan, you know, Bubba and like, they're all doing well, like that's going to, who knows who's next. Yeah. Right. Who knows if private equity is going to show up and they don't care because they want to own an asset. Yeah. Because they can just get one. 25 million bucks or something. I'm I'm gone. Like I'm I'm racing Trans Am. Attaboy. Doing podcasts with people like you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's big money right there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. We Uh, could do ours for 15 million. We're going to joke. At least 15. 15. A cool, a cool 15. Yeah. 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 RDWR charter. So, so we're <laughs> RWR DWR. The, the charter, <laughs> the required podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, so I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. Uh, so we're, this, is, this is the top. This is still the top of the board, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how we're gonna how we're gonna do this deal. And and it's and there's not many out there. Spires doing what they do, which is they're great business people, and and you know there's gamesmanship, and they're you know they're hustlers, and they're they're you know so it's like I don't know where I'm at with them. I want to I want to buy this charter that I'm leasing, right? Like they don't don't really sell it to me because they're kind of like going, oh, you know, we might be able to. We kind of know what you're capable of doing, right? Like, and I assume like everyone is just as sensible as you is like the owners of these charters aren't going to sell you in March because they know it's going to be exactly a higher right. value property. That's exactly on. right. Yeah. yeah. No one's so, interested. No one's yeah, interested yeah. in selling a charter yeah. in the second yeah. quarter of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I can ride this out yeah. until at least the fall. Yeah. 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 So, um, so we're trying to, so I, I, um, so I start thinking like there's, I have to find, I got to see something that no one else is seeing here. Yeah. And, and there is a, and I started thinking, there's there's a piece of business to be done in this sport that no one sees, that no one's paying attention to. <clears throat> because this traditional route is not going to You're work. You're going to have to find well, a different way. What's happening is everybody's, like, everybody's yeah. fighting over, basically everyone's looking spots. at Rickware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Everyone's Rick going inspired. like, you know, because it's yeah. like, you know, Chip can ask, he's not going to sell because his team. He's been doing this your, for 20 your, years. And to, if I can set the dramatic narrative... Your biggest fear is you're going to wake up one morning and an announcement is out that you don't have your charter. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 That's exactly actually what happened. Yeah. So I saw, so I, I said, let's not lose sight of our flank yeah. and, and yeah. let's, let's not, let's not lose the whole board. Cause we're so laser focused on these on two options. Little piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These two yeah. options. Yeah. There's something bigger here to be done. Right. Right. And, and I can't help but thinking like, all right, when I sort of first mentioned this to Ty, I think that he sort of was thinking, you know, what are you going to do? Buy Joe Gibbs racing. Like, let's yeah. not like, what are you thinking yeah. here? Right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking, but just let me think, let me think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I immediately just started thinking about Chip and I went, you know, he's not going to the races very much. The NASCAR races anymore. Yeah. Chip Ganassi, he's not going to the races very much anymore. I like him. I have a relationship with him. I can have a candid cut. It's not yeah. cold. It's not You've a cold call. I've raced for him. him. I won yeah. for him. Like, like, it's not a cold call. Um, and I know the culture in the business. I know the the workforce there. I know a lot of people that work mm-hmm. there. Um, I know a lot of things about their business. Yeah. Uh, and I just one day was like, I think I feel like Chip's ready to walk away. I feel like Chip's ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Ty about it, and he's like, Man, I don't know. Everyone's a little scared of Chip. Like, hey, how are you even <laughs> going to start that conversation yeah, with Chip yeah. Ganassi? Right. Like you're observant right. enough to know he wasn't going to races anymore. Yeah. He just he wasn't yeah. there that much. I know he wasn't in the shop that great. much. He was a lot more IndyCar and sports car stuff than yeah. he was at NASCAR stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He'd gotten his ass kicked by the Kyle Larson thing. He'd gotten yeah. his yeah. ass kicked by the DC Solar thing. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was right. like he'd had yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of issues happen yeah. Yeah. in and the previous you know, year. And for being blunt, 2021 And they weren't running that great. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, um... So, so I was like, I, I, this is the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I, this is the play. This is the play. There's no other play out there, right? Because there's no other, like, who else are you going to go after? Yeah, there's no right? options. There's no other. I was like, this, yeah. this, is, this is the play. And I got singularly focused on this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, what time of year is this? This is in April. Way so before. Just like we were just saying that March was when it was like, no, eh, no one's going to sell. Yeah. April, you're already like, this is the move. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I spent a week trying to figure out how to start the conversation. Yeah. And then finally, With Chip I, yeah, I was yeah. like, how do you even, I hadn't talked to him in two years. Yeah, and Chip's yeah. like, can be an intimidating guy. Like, what do you mean? he's We've a noticed. great dude, but I didn't, really, but he's, but you know, he's, you know, can you, so can you put in a good word for us. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I dropped my kids off at school one morning. I was thinking about it the whole way. Cause I was talking to Ty late the night before and my kids are fighting in the back seat and I'm taking them to school and, I, and I'm sitting in the carpool line and I'm drowning them out because I'm thinking about this Chip Ganassi thing and they love you dad and they go to school and they close the door and everything gets silent and I just go, what the f***? Pick up the phone and call the guy. Yeah. So I just picked up the phone and called him. Hey, what the f*** you doing, Justin? <laughs> right? So I, I started talking. Hello, sir. And I just started, right? So I call him, <laughs> how you doing, Chip? And so I started, I, I, I started talking and I just said, look, you know, um, I'm starting, to, I, I'm trying to build a great racing organization i want to win races i want to win championships i want to be one of the great racing teams the next 20 25 years in this sport 39 years old and i'm and i'm ready to do something and i have to get i'm just i'm young you know it's like i'm young and i'm like i'm trying to get i have to i have to think about doing making a significant move in this sport to ensure the long-term future of my of my business so I want to have a I want to have a conversation with you about how you feel about your business, your NASCAR business, what the future of your NASCAR business looks like around the new car, and if you would be willing to have a conversation with me about what a potential transaction, passing of the torch, yeah, would look like. Yeah. Hearts pounding, right? Sweaty. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he you said that very calm and sedate with us. Is that how it sounded to him? Yeah. Okay. It was just kind of, I mean, I was nervous, yeah. but it was also like, this is, this is just, there's no other this strategy. This is the move. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's no other right. strategy. Right. Right? Yeah. And Chip goes, Justin, 63 years old, and there comes a point in a man's life when he has to start thinking about how he's going to spend the last quarter of his life and about his legacy and about everything that he's built. And I've got a $5 million addition I got to do to my shop in Indy. We're doing this Extreme E stuff. And I got to think about it. And I got to think, do I want to go to races 36 times a year? I've got this new next-gen car coming. If I, if I buy this new car, I'm pretty committed to, to doing this. And he starts talking, and I go, I'm going to do this f***ing deal. You knew. This is it. Yeah. This yeah. is the deal. Yeah. He's already wavering. This is the and first he said, conversation. And he said, so if you want to have a conversation, come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I was in Pittsburgh 48 hours later. And we started the process. And I, t and I sat in his office and I, and I said, I said, Chip, look, it's not, it's not lost on me. This, this is something that I need to do for my business and my future. I said, but look, I grew up watching your, your guys. My dad and I, like when I was in high school, my dad and I went to Laguna Seca and we sat on the hill and we watched Alex Zanardi pass Brian Hurd on the last lap on a day when Jimmy Vassar won the cart championship. Like, you know, I watched these guys like win your race. Like you're this big figure in my sport. Like, like it's not lost on me that what we're talking about is your swan song yeah. in NASCAR, right? And so we had this very candid conversation with each other. And, and, and as we started talking, he, he's, you know, he says, look, 20 years ago, I was your age, and I made the same phone call to Felix Sabates that you made to me. He's like, that you, you are doing what I did 20, 20 years ago. We had, it was an amazing yeah. moment. Yeah. We went to lunch together at Penn Avenue, his favorite fish restaurant in Pittsburgh, and we sat in his office, and, and we had this amazing, reflective, philosophical conversation, and the deal was done six weeks later. Jesus, that's so cool. And it was a, and it was a, um, it was a great deal 
for both of us. Right. Right. It's like we're not going to talk about numbers or anything like that. But the thing is, it worked for him. It worked for me. It was clean. Yeah. It was quick. He didn't go to market. If he went to market, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. Right, you know. Right. Um, and I think that he saw a lot of himself in me. Yeah. Right. And he's and he just said, "This is I'm ready, and this is this is the deal that I want to do." And so I think. I think when people go, how did you pull that off or how'd you mm-hmm. do it? It's like, it's sometimes I, I go, you know, it's what I'm going to tell my girls when I tell them the story, when they, they they're facing when they you know, to this. difficult times in their life and they're, <laughs> yeah. you know, think about their ambitions and stuff. Six weeks like, from now. There's a, there, it's just, sometimes you got to just pick up the phone. Yeah. Because I was a man, I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a, uh, a man without a country. I had nothing. I yeah. was, look, 14 months before that I was paying him to drive his Xfinity car. Right. It was right. just like a dry, you know, an age, yeah. an aging out, yeah. you know, go-kart track owner. It, it was the honor of my career to go through this that process. experience with yeah. him. And, so um, and it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I feel incredibly lucky to be in a position to do something like that. And I'm in three weeks from now, him and I are going to stand on pit lane at Phoenix and we're going to take a picture together and, and it's, he's going to pass Chip Ganassi racing to the track house. Six-week process, uh, was at any point, sounds like from call one it was positive, was there any potential of it going south? I, I did not, in my mind, um, res- uh, I did not in my mind believe that it was a done deal until it was a done deal. Right, but was there like so a the counteroffer beca- or a well, term that no, was like, oh, well, I mean, we, we, ne- we negotiated. Obviously, it's going to yeah, go back yeah, and forth, we, we, but yeah. sometimes you can be so far apart or, or somebody we, throws something in last minute nah, that it's we like, were, oh, yeah, no, we were, we were, um, he was pretty motivated. He was pretty motivated while at the same time trying to make sure that he got a, a fair valuation for his asset. Yeah, right. So, yeah. um, so we were a little bit apart, but we weren't like, it wasn't so I bad. didn't offer him a million and he wanted 50. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. were, we were pretty, yeah, yeah. we were pretty close on it. So, um, so we, so I flew to Indy, uh, practice day of the Indianapolis 500 uh, went there for the day and sat in his bus with him and, and we kind of got to a place where he said, look, I, he said, the number's not right. This is how I think about it. I said, I said, this is, this is basically what I can do beyond that. I, there's just, I can't like, I'm not made of money. I, I, I can't, you know, I got an opportunity here, but, but I'm not. And so he thought about it and he goes, he goes, I think we're, I think we're pretty much I think we're pretty much there. So we shook hands and I went home and then, and then we kind of papered it. But the whole time I'm like, you know, go back through everything I told you about 2020, right? It's like, I had a contract and money and escrow yeah, right. and got yeah. that money you sent back to me. So it's like, you never, yeah, yeah, you never yeah. know. And, yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. here's a guy who's about to sell a Chevrolet NASCAR team yeah, that's while he's races. got a yeah. Cadillac deal on yeah, the other yeah, side, yeah, right? So he's cars. like, there's a lot of risk for him yeah, too, right? Exactly. Like he has to figure out in his mind how he's going to navigate this so he doesn't create a problem for himself post-transaction. So. Um, so I'm like, so I'm at the time I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, if this doesn't go through, you know, my backup is I'm just going to just, I'm going to have to just work really hard with Spire to buy the charter that I'm, that I'm leasing. So then they, so then, um, so I'm, I'm kind of at the 11th or I'm like the 99 yard line with chip and, uh, cause you're number 99 and yeah. Ooh, good. Nice. No, but nice. Um, and then uh, Spire does a press conference at Nashville saying that they, you know, at the Nashville race saying that they've sold both of their charters to college racing. Yeah. Don't include, you know, yeah. one that I'm racing. Yeah, right, right. Which is like. And no one talked to you about this. They claim that they did. I claim that they did not. <laughs> Pretty sure you would remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got through it. It was a tough, it was a tough weekend. Yeah. It was a very, very difficult weekend between me and Spire. Um, but I, but I, but I, uh, they announced it on Friday at Nashville. Right. And at it was, a, it was at Nashville. Yeah. 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 And it was, um, 
It was tough because I had sponsors. No one knew I was going through this with Chip. Well, I mean, I yeah, didn't yeah, tell yeah, anybody. There were like, like yeah. there were like five people that knew about this. Nobody, right. nobody yeah. knew about yeah, this. It, the, the timeline, if I was going off of what I read, is that you had no clue that you just lost your charter and that you scrambled to buy this Ganassi yeah, I mean, deal. Yeah, this while I'm working on the Ganassi stuff, they're closing right. their colleague deal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, um, and they, they, you know, they were going. These charters are going for twelve, fifteen million bucks. And and in some casual conversations, I'm like, well, I wouldn't pay that. And they took that as me not interested in buying their charter. So they went and did another deal. Well, if I would have known, you know, that they were shopping the one that I was leasing, then I would have probably engaged. Yeah. Right. Uh, with them. So then it was a big problem and it was, you know, and I have a great relationship with Spire and it was a tough weekend. I drove, you know, we did our race on Sunday, had a great race, finished seventh. You know, local sponsor on the car, the whole kind of thing. I drove through the night Monday night to go to have lunch, you know, in, uh, in Charlotte with TJ. And, and, and I said, well, I'm gonna, we're going to sit down and squash this thing. Yeah. Right. He was upset with me because I said some stuff in the media <laughs> that he was not happy about. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and he, you know, and I wasn't happy with the way they went about it. But we, but we figured it out. Okay. We figured it out. And but then, you're and already pretty far along with Chip. Pretty far along, but you I don't just, know. But you know these you things know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next day, I'm driving home from Charlotte, and uh, my phone rings, and it's Chip. And he, he says, Justin. It's like, yeah. He says, are you sitting down? And I said, yes, sir. He goes, I just signed it. That's, That's fantastic. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, because the other thing is, like, if Chip was really relentless, yeah. <laughs> and he does have a reputation for being that way uh, when he wants to be, he might have just seen that you were SOL and the value yeah. just went up. Yeah, you don't there have the was, options yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Chip is smart. He's a smart guy, and he knows exactly. And you can go back and watch the watch his statements at the press conference, and and and, and it's it's it, what he says is is a is a um, it's a peek behind the curtain is that for his philosophy through this whole process is that um, he was not planning on selling his race team. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really was not trying to sell his race team, yeah. and and um, I think that he really got excited about selling it to me. Yeah, yeah. I think he got excited about selling yeah, it to I mean, me. Yeah, I can see how he could see yeah. kind of and It was easy. It was an yeah, easy yeah. deal, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was yeah, like, right. no bullshit. No, yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, so that's how Trackhouse bought Chip Ganassi Racing. Obviously, we're not going to talk numbers, but there are numbers on the internet about the value of, say, what Colleg might have bought the the Charter for from Spire. Was the value of all of CGR higher than, or was the cost of CGR, so to speak, higher than what a Charter would have been? So I bought two charters. I didn't yeah. buy real estate. I bought two charters, and I bought all the physical assets on hand in the shop, including including contracts. Uh, well, yeah, but none of them were assignable. So okay. I mean, we were yeah. I mean, I bought I bought assets. Okay. Right, and then it was up to me to try to get contracts. I try to you. get okay. you know, yeah, yeah. try to get their sponsors to stay. Try to get Chevrolet. I mean, a big piece of this is right, Chevrolet. Yeah, 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 huge yeah. piece. Of this I asked is Chevrolet. you at Red America why. And you said the Chevrolet aspect of it. That's the whole yeah. name of the game. Because it's a basically like a engine partnership, right? No. What's the deal? It's way more. Well, okay. It's basically a factory engine deal, right? Or a factory support deal. You, you explained s- it to cons- me in that regard. Yeah, I, I would, like, cons- cool, I would it, consider yeah. us a factory team. Yeah, yeah. I would consider us a factory team like you consider a factory team in IMSA. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. But back to cost. Like, um, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. But again, there are there are presumptive values on the internet of what some of these charters were sold for. Yeah. Was so I, what bought, you I bought two charters, uh-huh. and I bought um, and I bought all the, the fixed assets on hand. Yeah. And my boilerplate answer to this question yep. is that it was a deal that worked out really well for me and worked out really well for Chip. Cool. Good but to have cool. you on the show yeah. today. All right. I just, and, I have uh, to. Just, just I get it. ladies and gentlemen. I, I have to do it. You. I-
that liar. Was that good, telling that story? Was that yeah. right? Yes, it is. It is all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... We'll, we'll see how it comes yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see how it comes yeah, out. Might, not make, might not make the it's final. Like, it's like, I'm just saying, I think it's so a good, I started, I And then we bought Chip Ganassi. I was a cut. Well, cut. Well, I think that there's a there's a there's there's a lot of people that probably go like how, like yeah. how the hell did well, that? Oh, I mean, everybody said yeah, that. I had no, people text they, me like, dude, your boy Bakken Assey. Yeah. and I'm like, I had heard he was working on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like to think that Ryan and I are pretty sharp on like neither like okay, you've driven a NASCAR, but neither of us are true business insiders of NASCAR right, in the sense that right. like we don't know all the ins and outs. Sure, I think we both had an assumption of what the storyline was for you yeah. with this whole process. Yeah. I don't think either of us knew you were doing this in. April. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, like yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. how, and, and that's I'll the tell you foresight this, you had. We, an, we announced the deal on Wednesday. And what we, date? We announced the deal on Wednesday at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah. We did the press conference. Yeah. Wednesday at noon. Right. And I would say Tuesday at 4 p.m., nine people knew. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, so In that cool. garage, that is hard. That's hard so to in that, do. in yeah. that, that evening, I Zoomed, uh, Zoom called Daniel and Travis. Yeah. Uh, did, and, t- and told them. Did they not know? No. Tuesday, the night before. The night before. They, I said, tomorrow, driver, tomorrow we're announcing. I said, tomorrow we're announcing yeah. that we've bought Chip Ganassi Racing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that call? I called. Uh, Daniel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're fine. I called uh, Armando. Yeah. Chip, I was driving home from North Carolina. Folks, Armando is Pitbull. Pit sorry. I was, I was driving home. Chip called me, and then an hour later, I was, so I was then making all the phone yeah, calls, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I, I called. I called him. Um, you know, you don't want people to find right. out about it. You want people to know ahead of time. But Can you just only call him Pitbull, please, or Mr. Worldwide? I, uh, okay, I called Mr. Bull. And um, <laughs> uh, so we had to make, I had to make a lot of phone calls that night. Um, and, then, and then the best part, not the best part of it, but, but the, I, I would say the most fun part of that day was after the press conference and then doing media, mm-hmm. getting back to my phone. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. how many drivers? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, one of yeah. my questions for you has been yeah. like, I want to know who called that. You were like, Shh, really? We were yeah. talking about this today. And why is it Scott Dixon? Huh? <laughs> Scott <laughs> Dixon. That's Scott a joke. Dixon like, who's the name you didn't expect? Scott Dixon? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there a name on the list of people that reached out to try to get get a ride after that announcement that you All were like, wow? But no, a name that I mean, like, like, shocked no, you. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, I thought you uh, – oh, I'll um, ask it again. Well, I, I, when I got back to my phone. I was going through my – I screenshotted like my – you know, my thing. Yeah. Kyle Busch texts me. He goes, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Johnson, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Jeff Gordon. But they're not looking for rides. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, for rides, you know, but all the free agents, right? Everybody that, you know, so this is June. We announced in June. So yeah, it's still yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody's everybody's on the hustle. So yeah. so everybody. Right. So for, for us, it was obviously Daniel was going to be. So it was mm-hmm. really a question of in the press conference, we said that Daniel will continue to be the driver of the 99. So yeah. we, everyone so knew there was one. There was one. There was yeah. one yeah. seat available. Yeah. And to be honest with you, um, there was there was one thing out there that was that was pretty interesting. Um, but besides that one thing, it was really from day one. It was like trying to keep Ross Chastain in the forty two team because at this point, right? This, so so this was three days after Nashville. Ross finished second, right? Like he's I mean he was rocking and rolling. Yeah. Like Phil Surgeon, the crew chief over there, doing great. Like they're they're, they're rocking and rolling. I'm a big fan of Ross. I've known him for a long time. I think the guy's a Cup winning driver. Um, it's sort of like we don't want to disrupt the you know. Kurt was gone. Was yeah, regard- was regardless of the track house. Yeah. If track house had never happened, Kurt was gone. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. So that was never. I mean, I talked to him. We met with him. Whatever. But right, it was. But it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and when you so said there was, was one really thing, there was a 
possible driver that was out there that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us off the air? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so that was that was the one. You know, I was like, I was like, all right, the Ganassi thing was a pie in the sky, and that happened. So I was like, yeah. well, why fuck, not? Why not? Go for it. Yeah, when yeah. the Ganassi, honestly, I had this moment in my career. It was a very big moment in my career when the Ganassi deal closed. It was the first time in my career where I was like, we can do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was this anything. like almost like your first day not feeling imposter syndrome? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sean. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think that, that that happened, and then we got through the press cycle of it. Yeah. And we were just sitting there. Ty and I were sitting with a couple of other employees at the track house, and we were sitting there, we were talking about it, and started planning, and started thinking about driving, you know, second driver. And we started yeah. to think about next year stuff and sponsor stuff. And we started looking at it, and it's just, and it's like, that's that moment where you go, like, I just, we were sitting at a table just like this, and I'm like, guys, we can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And anything. Yeah. Let's, let's start acting accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Act like you belong here. Yeah. Yeah. What was the date of the CGR announcement? Uh, it was June, um, something, I yeah, middle of June. When's Presley's birthday? Presley's birthday is August 5th. Are you <laughs> quizzing me on kids' birthdays? <laughs> Stop. No more. Now I'm starting to get nervous about what the next one's going to be. Let's see, my anniversary is, let's see how long I've been married. <laughs> what day did you, sorry. When was the natural weekend when you heard about this fire? Uh, when you, when you heard that you're, uh, your franchise spot was gone. Yeah. Uh, it was, f- it was, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my computer right now. Or on my, your phone. My They're phone. All the same. Oh gosh, a Freudian, Freudian, Freudian slip. Yeah. I said my computer, but I'm holding my phone. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, it's a minimal difference now. I don't know, who cares? It's the, it was the middle of June. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the middle of June. So I my mean, point is like, it was like, there were, in my mind, there was like a seven day chain from losing I, well, your yeah, slot I was, I, to I was, the CDR announcement. Was Chip, like Chip had the contract and said, I'm going to spend the Nashville weekend thinking about whether or not I want to do this deal. Yeah. And Friday, was uh, you heard, Friday right? there was a press conference announcing Spire sold both of their charters to Colleague, including right. the one that I'm leasing currently. Right. And so like, it was a rough weekend. Right. But my point is, like, five days later, or ten days later, I don't know. Well, he told me five days when later, five days later, he told, oh, no, five days later, he told me he signed the deal, and right. then we did the announcement, like, ten days after that or okay. days after that. So my point is, from a public standpoint, there was maybe 20 days between you not even knowing if you had a run a run for next year as far as the public was concerned yeah. to the CGR deal being announced. Yeah. But what we thought was a 20-day window of you figuring this whole thing right. out was actually you having the foresight to have had it done for 4 months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it takes <laughs> oh, time yeah. it takes time to do to do this I mean this is a complicated deal I and mean, we were yeah. we were we were diving through inventory statements yeah. and we were yeah. you know d- you know going to the race shop at nine o'clock yeah. at night on a Friday and walking through, you know we were doing all kinds of yeah. all kinds of due diligence yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah no. but I mean you just it's not it's not it's not done until it's done you never know I mean right. at any but point I figured Chip was going to call me and go you know what Justin got a better off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I mean exactly. that's the thing yeah. at any point even even when the contract was in his hand right. and and we had agreed on the price and the terms and everything was done I still was laying in bed at night with my eyes open now. staring at yeah. the ceiling going yeah. I could wake up tomorrow and Chip's going to call and go you know what I've got I, I just I got this great deal with GM on the sport I just I want to keep it going yeah. I'm going to try yeah. this thing this so right. literally yeah. happened to you the year before. With money yeah. in escrow, so yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and now you're dealing with a guy who has a legacy, and you know yeah, he yeah, has a best interest in staying in sport. Yeah. So, before I think I know where you're going, um, since that time, there's been a lot of 
any of these sort of mergings or acquisitions, they're never as clean as you would like them to be. Not everybody makes the transition, but there's also a lot of misinterpretations of, mm. of the, the rules, the, the laws in the state of North Carolina, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I've read reports that you've literally had to go on Twitter and refute um, because you're maybe doing something that's compliant with the state, but the media will oh, read into yeah. it as being something of noise. you firing half your staff. It's just noise. Yeah. So what have been the frustrations you've had in terms of the perception of the um, last few months? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, 150 employees learned about this the same day, the hour, an hour before we announced it. Right. And so you have 150 people that make salaries to support their families and put their kids through school and pay their mortgage. Going, hold on. Chip Ganassi just sold his team. Probably the most stable thing I could think of. To a guy that's never owned a cup team. A guy that we used to run run here. Never run a business. Yeah. Who's like yesterday was here. Yeah. off with the pit crew yeah. like working yeah. out trying to right and like this is a projective phrase oh. i'm using not mine but like this is just some kid yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no for yeah. sure yeah. yeah so so th- so it was a difficult couple of weeks yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure yeah. and and when um you know when the when the president of of the company uh i talked to him two days before he i mean the, pre- the president racing. of chip ganassi racing yeah. learned about this just a few days before we announced it wow. Chip did, yeah 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 wow. yeah and there were a lot of tough Not conversations. There was a lot of difficult conversations yeah. that happened around this deal, but but right. nothing I was not prepared for. Right. 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 Well, I mean, and, and here's phase two of that. And t- again, correct me if I'm wrong. You're going into a car that should theoretically not need all the services provided by a current cup team. Say it again. You we're new bu- car yeah. doesn't need all the things that are fabricated. Oh, yeah. All at, at, at a time at a time in the industry where everybody's already, already on edge. Yes. Because, yeah, right. Right, exactly. because they're like, you know, this is such a drastic, right. you know, change right business now, model change. Right. Yeah. So exactly. like right now, now there's this yeah. Chip Ganassi so, Racing makes their own race right. cars. So, so there was machining. So there was yeah. probably a lot of and I'm just saying this out loud now for the first time, but, okay. but there was probably a lot of narrative within that workforce going like there's you know, established owners like Rick Hendrick and, and these Roger Penske in the sports like they're going to like, there's a lot of change coming. I want to take care of my people. Mm-hmm. I'll find work from, they're all, That's they're all going, the chip's going to take care of yeah, me, right? Cause right. I've been here now, for 15 years. Yeah, now Justin kid. Marks owns yeah. the team yeah, and, and this guy's guy. going to come in here and clean freaking house. Right. Cause right. we know yeah. how he's been talking in the media about this is the biggest change that's ever happened. Right. And yeah. you know, the whole kind of thing. So yeah, there was skill set that might be obsolete with the new car. Yeah. yeah. They're, pro- they're probably like, any, this guy's not going to take care of me. He doesn't even know me. Right. I've been here for 15 years. So, so. We do the announcement on a Wednesday, and and we do the we do the announce we do the announcement on a Wednesday. We go to and this week that the next weekend is Road America. Yeah, the debut. Right? Of so <laughs> yeah, so like so. And all so, I'm thinking about is Eversley. Yeah, right? I gotta so, see him do well. So manage so management of the NASCAR team goes. Um, we. Uh, Okay, this is going to be like this is going to be sort of a thing, obviously, on on the workforce and everybody that works works here. So let's get through this race weekend and let's let's talk and figure out how we're going to talk to, the, you know, how we're going to get in front of everybody and and maybe we should address everybody in the race shop on Monday after the after the Road America race weekend. Right, we're having this conversation on Wednesday, and we go, we are going, we go, no, we're going from the. Hall of Fame press room straight to the shop. Get everybody together, and I'm getting up in front of everybody. Been your way of dealing with this right? whole thing. Yeah, right. it's like yeah. we're gonna hit this thing head on. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that was a tough room. <laughs> that was a tough room. Yeah, hey, everybody, Justin yeah. Marks, crickets. That was a very, very yeah. tough yeah. room. Yeah, it was a very tough room. Anything confrontational or just quiet? Nothing. Co- nothing confrontational. Right. Nothing confrontational. It's like that scene in Tommy right? Boy. It was, just, it was like it, it was like <laughs> you know my I, my I got there. I got in front of everybody. And I and we're walking out of the building and we get in the car and my wife looks at me and she goes, I, I don't know how you 
that like got up in front of all them, right? Because it's, you know, you're looking at 150 people looking at you going like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a landmine. Yeah. This is a, yeah. right? I mean, this is a, this is a big deal. And and, um, and the only way to deal with this these situations is to just hit it head on. Like, do the difficult stuff. I mean, get up right in front of them and, and, and start the process of establishing a relationship with each and every person, whether they're staying or they're going, whether they're going to, they don't have a job with the new car or whether they hate me and they're going to go find another, you know, another bit, like whatever it is, start that, set the tone in that moment for the type of culture you're going to build in your business. And that's communication, accessibility, right? Everybody has a voice. So it's like, no, we're getting in front of it. It's going to be a tough moment, but we're going to, I'm going to get in front of everybody. And I got in front of everybody in that moment. And I stood and I said, this is who I am. This is my vision. This is my goal. And I'm ready to work as hard as everybody in this room to realize this vision. But it's a tough room because, you know, they've got a lot of fabricators in the back of that thing that are welding, building cars every day. They've yeah. been there for 15 years going May like... May not you know, be part of next year, right? Not yeah. excited about seeing me in that room yeah. at all. Yeah. Who's already excited about the cheaper new spec you know, car yeah. that he yeah. talked about years ago on Dinner with Racers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all yeah. Dinner with Racers fans. Everybody. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. So that was, that was tough, you know, but, but I mean, I think your question was... was where you what you answered was generally what I was looking for, but you know, like I remember very specifically, Bob Pockers reported something you had to file with the state, which was just a compliance thing yeah. with the team transfer. Like, yeah. what are those I mean, kind of things that are pissing you off? Well, that's not that didn't piss me off at all. <laughs> no, the only the, that that doesn't piss me off. I mean, the, the, the having to go through that process doesn't piss me off. I mean, there's why a are thing, you holding there, that knife then? There's a there's a thing called the Warren Act, and the Warren yeah. Act is when you when you lay off and uh, my numbers. Carolina. In North Carolina, there's the Warren Act, and, and it's it, it, if a company over a certain number of employees lays off 50% or more, I think it is, of their workforce, they have to issue this letter to them ahead of time saying, like, the business is going through this. So it's a formality, and my numbers might be wrong, but, but um, you file it with the state. It's in the public record. So, you know, my reaction to that when people are going, like, we're here in, you know, track houses laying off half the people are Ganassi, whatever. Chip Ganassi Racing is laying off everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because Everybody. they're not going to exist because anymore. Because the company isn't going to yeah. exist anymore. Yeah, right. They right. still yeah. have to file that paperwork yeah. with the state of North no Carolina. No matter what. So then Bob runs a story on it, yeah. right? And and run and and it not doesn't run a story, but you know, like the, the Charlotte it. Observer. We're you know, pro wrote, Bob. Pockers. The Charlotte. Yeah, I'm on Bob's team. What yeah. happened yeah. was, <laughs> no, I like Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, saying yeah, like, just, like yeah, the, yeah. he's the, doing his job. The Charlotte Observer runs a story. A guy I've never heard of runs a story. Never tries to talk to Trackhouse. Never actually tries to understand what's going on. He just tries to run a hit piece. You know about how you know some some draconian you know thing is happening in this NASCAR. This kid's coming and, in. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it's bullshit. But Man. you know we got but we got but but we made sure that everybody knew that it's like hey no one in the business is working for Chip Canassi Racing right. after yeah. November eighth. No, what you have to do yeah. legally. Yeah. 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 So right. that's a yeah. so that's a non-issue. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I do like the fact that you went on Twitter and you typed out. Hey. The details of yeah, the thing. Like, no, no, everybody calm down. This is the exact thing. Here's yeah. what's happening. No my one's name, losing their yeah, job we're today. Not gonna, we're not going yeah. to spin this thing yeah. as to Justin's not, coming in as a money grab yeah, and we'll let everybody go. people like, on the street yeah. because yeah. you're going to need most of those people in some capacity, whether yeah. it's now or later. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean look, th- but I do like the fact you're like, here's the rule. Here's why we have yeah. to do it. This is what anybody would have to do. The, the fact of the matter Stop. is <laughs> yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that is that after you get through the work, the, the sort of um, – sort of reduction of the workforce that was going to happen anyway around the new car. Okay. The people of the people that you're going to be left with, I, I could sit here right now and say probably 90% of those people are going to be track house employees. Right. Next year. Yeah. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're training, we're retaining everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we, we have people, we have, we have lost people that I've worked really hard to try to keep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, they go, oh, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they're going to 2311, they're going to Roush, you know, yeah, Brad right. going there yeah. or whatever, we'll like, you know, they're, do, Roush, they're right. doing that, you know, so, so I think we're doing great. We, you know, we have two of the best pit crews on pit road. Every single one of them are staying. Nice. They love it. They nice. love the vision. Yeah. You know, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I think we're doing, we're doing something really special here, but it's a, Every time that there's a there's a change of ownership in a business, it's a volatile time, yeah, right? right? So it's right, like you have attrition yeah. and people that yeah, you know want to yeah, leave, and and yeah. you know there's there's it's hard on, you know we've got our competition director Tony Lunders and our technical director Darian Grubb, you know yeah. like people that have signed on with us that are really going to be like running this this the yeah, competition Darren side Grubb's of this business, like yeah. you know they believe and and you know it, it they're 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 in a tough spot because they're losing some people that they really wanted to keep. But, but it's, you know, I, I call them and I say, I say, it's trust me, trust me. With, uh, taking over the Ganassi thing, how much did you lean on your dad for advice since he's mm -hmm. such a successful businessman? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, also lot. he's like, you're like you and your dad are like the closeness that yeah. most people have, I think almost like with their brothers. It seems like yeah, to me. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, it's it's some days him and I are brothers. Yeah. Some days we're business partners, and yeah. some days he's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and depending on what the day brings determines what what those conversations are like. And it's it's a very unique relationship mm -hmm. uh, it, because sometimes he'll call and my wife will be next to me and 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 I'll hang up and sh and she'll think I'm talking to like a sponsor or something yeah, like that. Right. Like, no, that was yeah. dad. No, she goes, was I pop. just yeah. she goes, yeah, that's, <laughs> you guys, man, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I leaned I I leaned on him. Um, a lot because because almost every moment of the of the journey, I felt like I was sort of punching above my weight. Yeah, right. Right. I right. Mean, this is, yeah. Um, Again, the imposter so this syndrome is a big, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this is yeah. a big deal, and I, I just I didn't want to be the least intelligent person in the room, yeah. and I didn't want to uh, miss the angles. I didn't want to miss the the um, you know just miss miss. The, I didn't want to miss anything. Right. So um, so I, I leaned on him a lot through the process. He was not involved for one moment in the actual process. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Not He's once. Just your dad not you once has he ever talked to Chip. Advice. Not once has yeah, yeah. Not once has he ever been a part of the negotiations yeah. or any. Because you know, obviously, we're using family wealth to, to do the transaction. Sure, and sure. but he was. This was my deal. Yeah. And um, well, also, your dad's not an idiot. Like, if it was a bad deal, yeah. he would have seen. Yeah. And gone like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I leaned on him for a lot of advice. I didn't go rogue on it, especially yeah. when we're negotiating, you know, terms yeah. and, and things yeah. like that. I didn't yeah. go rogue on it. But but I mean, it was. Uh, this was all me through the whole process because that's the only way it was really going to happen yeah yeah happen um just because there's a relationship there yeah. and everything so yeah. um but i mean you know maybe that's that's just that's the unfair advantage right you know oh, it's just to have <laughs> is have a the ability to do it and be the the um the ability to to have somebody of his experience and talent and intelligence right to be a guide and a mentor yeah uh through the process and i think i talked about this on our on our podcast yeah. a few years ago is that you know it's it's not the it's not the opportunity to do these things that make the difference it's it's what you make of it yeah right, right? right. and like i worked really hard on this <laughs> really really yeah. it's the hardest thing i've ever done in my yeah. life this is i didn't i didn't we never celebrated we yeah. never celebrated yeah. afterwards it's all been about the work, work right away it's all yeah. been about the work yeah. and it's all been about it's, it's never been about the the Announcement. It's never been it's about, about the social the media. No, exactly it's about right. it's about yeah, the yeah. mission. It's yeah. about the mission to the conviction to yeah. do something great yeah. and 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 to work. And like I work hard. Yeah. And um. And I mean, it's been tough on my wife, and it's been tough on my kids. Yeah. I mean, this has been a tough year on my family. Yeah, and right. and I'm I'm not shy about saying that it's it's that you know, um, that going through this process has been something that my wife and I have had to work through yeah, because right, it's right. been so. 
so consuming because um, just time I so alone, badly right? take the emotional out of yeah, it. Time I, alone, you're, you yeah, got to go. You got to yeah, be at work, yeah. right? And then, and I so I yeah. so badly, uh, I so badly want it to work yeah. and to you know so. Yeah. Um, so you know she, he, but but it's not it's not even just time part. There's a lot of time part. Yeah, yeah. I, but you know, the I'm, emotional side of it yeah. is one but thing. But it's also like also even when I'm there, you're it's not like, there. It's a struggle. It's a struggle yeah, to be present with exactly, my kids. Like, exactly. I want to play with my kids and not think about yeah. the sponsorship deal we're closing or man, I don't want to lose my shop manager. Like if I lose my shop manager, I wonder their, if we can yeah. get someone from Penske. Like like going right. through all this stuff. And yeah, it's like yeah. thinking about all that while I'm the kid just wants to while I'm playing with my kid. You know that's 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 been uncharted territory for me and something I've had to learn how to how to balance the passion and ambition while also trying to be a good husband and father. Yeah, right. It's been hard. I mean, I'm learning. I'm not good at it. (laughs) Not that really, honestly. This is largely projection, but um, when you are working from home, so to speak, on a project that you're responsible and you know this is a career-defining project, not projecting at all here. um, Every minute you're not working on it, it's guilt-ridden for me and and that drags when you're with wife kids whatever it is Uh, and so i assume that's something that probably carries on with you too that it's hard to feel comfortable not working when you're when you know that all of these decisions and whatnot are are kind of hanging on you and this is like a very very career defining thing yeah i mean every moment's crucial right now yeah so so it's hard it's hard to turn it off when i'm with my children and then at the same time, when I'm in a hotel room and I FaceTime my kids while they're going to bed, I turn the phone off and feel guilt. Yeah. This is, right? Yeah. So it's right. like that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's, the, that's right. the balance. But, you know? Yeah. And there are, with this kind of project, this is your deal. You have people like Ty. You have lots of people around yeah. you. But ultimately, like, there is no one that's going to pick up the pieces if you make a mistake. In yeah. the sense of like, this is yeah. your deal. So well, I mean, I, I've had that thought before. Is that like when or if you, you when slack you, off? No, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. look when when um, I've had that thought before. If this thing doesn't work out, everybody that works for me, every I, I, this is sort of before going to ask you, but like the, yeah. the you know, um, everybody that's a part of this track house thing, they can go like, man, that sucks for Justin, right? And, and they can find yeah, another that's job. That's exactly my point. They can yeah, find another yeah. job. So if you but slack for me, off, I've lost it's everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. not everything, but yeah, I haven't lost everything. But I mean, like I'm the one that everybody, yeah. you know, everybody goes, Ooh, that, that sucks yep. for him. That sucks for him. And I'm, you know, yeah, you're you just know. one of those other 40 yeah. we talked about at the beginning of this. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? I mean, it's, it's, uh, sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're really passionate about, when you're really passionate about something and you have a mission and, and you strive to do great things, there's sacrifice involved. I mean, I, I watched when I was growing up, watched my father do it. I mean, I was in high, middle school and high school and my father was building one of the biggest electronics manufacturing companies in the world. And what did that mean? Well, it meant a lot of macaroni and cheese nights with me and my yeah. sister and my mom. Yeah. For sure. And then buying Chip Ganassi. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just like that. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, but, but that, that thing is like, you know, there's, you have That's to sacrifice, goes. make sacrifice. Yeah, You've yeah. had a lot of teammates over the years, driven with a lot of people who will absolutely never be allowed in a track house car. Never be allowed in a track of everybody I've of everyone you anyone with. you can think of yeah everybody I've no or everybody I've <laughs> raced with or seen race like anybody 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 in the whole world yeah sure. I mean probably Dane Cameron really Dane, yeah probably Dane Cameron I man yeah. okay this guy yeah hmm. suck it Cameron all right a um, little bit of one we'll let you go here um, but I do have one semi business this is a real question a semi business question. I'm using IndyCar and GT3 racing as sort of the benchmark for this. So IndyCar went to effectively a spec chassis in 2012. 
super cool. Going to be cheaper because it's mass produced and mm. you're not going to have to make all these carbon pieces yourself and so on and so forth. And then a year later, everybody bitched about the cost of spares because it came from universal suppliers who had a hegemony on everything. Um, this could, this same potential could exist for the next gen car. Uh, is that a concern? It is a lower cost of entry right now, but there is potential for spare parts to become exorbitantly expensive when you could manufacture your own versions of things. Well, I mean, I think that I think that the uh, I think that it's a little bit dangerous to start to start thinking about the next gen car in the context of making NASCAR racing cheaper. And I think that that cheaper is not the is not the reason that people are coming in. It's it's more so we're going to spend the money so it's like if we're going to spend the money we want to have an opportunity that if we execute well and we and we do a good job that we can win and that's what i like about indycar racing is because you know obviously you know the, the cream kind of rises to the top still like the same teams are going to win and everything but i mean i use michael shank as an example it's like you know michael shank you know was a part-time team then went to a full-time team and they bought the same thing you know, they bought the parts and then the the races that they executed well jack did a great job. I mean, they had a chance at winning the Indy, uh, or the, yeah, the Indy road course had a great day at Portland. I mean, they have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Whereas in NASCAR, when, when sort of everybody is fa- manufacturing their own parts, they go like, what's a win? Well, 20th is a win. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to be in a sport where like 20th is a win. Well, or 15th, like, you want right, to win right, to be right, a win, right? right? right so right, you want yeah, everybody, right. you want to win to be a win. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, I think your to your question, um, I think that it, it has potential to, um, it has potential to, to do it, have its intended purpose as long as the vendors are held to a standard, a quality control standard. Of cost or No, of, of repeatability okay. in, in their parts. Okay. Right? So where the problem is is that if you've got one vendor supplying uprights and they manufacture 10,000 uprights because they have to, they have to uh, supply the sport order, with yeah, those. Yeah. Well, if you were to take all 10,000 of those uprights and you were to weigh them all, the lightest one can't be two pounds lighter than the heaviest yeah. one. Or, you know, like I'm just making stuff right. So, like, if you've got this range of variability, that, that, that opens identical. up a whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that opens up a lot of problems. Yeah. Right. Because, um, because then you've got air bodies. Think about bodies, right? Like aerodynamics is hugely important in NASCAR, right? So it's like, can Five Star, the manufacturer of the bodies, can can they produce? you know, a hundred thousand doors mm-hmm. that all in, go to the wind tunnel and blow the exact same drag right, and right, downforce right. numbers. Yeah. Well, if they can't, that's where problems start to arise. Right, and NASCAR right. is one of those sports where somebody will go by, not me, but somebody will go by mm-hmm. 750 mm-hmm. doors yep. and <laughs> throw 700 of them away yeah. and keep the 50 there to the best. Yep. And if those 50 make a measurable difference on Sunday, that's a problem. Yeah. Part two to that is, and I don't know the rules, um, I believe a big part of sponsorship future will come in automotive component suppliers. Uh, you see this in drifting, especially right now, and I yep. think that will absolutely translate into NASCAR and other forms of racing. It's not going to be, you know, there are big automotive companies out there sponsoring things right now. It's going to be a company that makes a specific wheel type or a brake kit. You know, those kind of people will be the people supplying sponsorships. If they can't put their parts in your car, that specific wheel, brake component, whatever, you lose that opportunity for money. Do you think that's a real threat for you? No. No. Mm-mm. No, because uh, because I don't I don't see in my business in NASCAR I don't see 
the future of the, the the addressable market of sponsorship in NASCAR's future being suppliers. Yeah. No, I mean I had a I had an insurance company at at, uh, at Texas last week, and they brought 65 people out there. They put them in a suite. Everyone took pictures. It was the best company event they'd ever had, and it, it was their one primary sponsorship of the year. And they're talking about doing eight more next year. Cool. How yeah. are they on podcasts? <laughs> I have no idea. The I mean, official podcast. Yeah, of. we need insurance. Well, so after they all listen to this yeah, one, right. we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're yeah. Cool. I think we're good. Yep. Grace to check whenever. Thank you. Yeah, just one. And Ryan, you know who has that check? Continental Tire? Yeah. Okay. I'm finished. And we will close out the Justin Marks story part one right here, but stay tuned for part two. Meanwhile, here's Where the Adventure Begins by Tim Halperin. Starting to see that we're on to something Feel it coming, we'll keep running Nothing in our way And we got no reason to wait Let the journey take you where it wants to We'll continue to find our way through Anything we face We got what it takes Here we go Begin.